have wanted to record that one. That was a golden no. line that will never, ever be heard ever again. Hello? Is there somebody there? It's the Deliver Us Some Evil podcast, motherfucker. No, 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 no. Stop playing with your black pussy, Mel. <laughs> I can hear like, that shit. She's like two feet away from the mic and you can still hear her purring. She probably didn't get picked up, though. But still, Mel, in the intro, I, all I heard was her little... <laughs> she has a weird fucking purr. She does. Welcome to Deliver Us Some Evil. I am weird fucking purr, Elijah motherfucking new, and today I'm joined by the lovely voluptuous Mel November. Mel, won't you slap your B for me? <laughs> There. Just over there slapping that pussy, man. <laughs> Valentine's Day was last week. That, that, that was your time to slap pussy on air, right? Now you gotta get your hand off the pussy, right? You can't grab oh by the pussy anymore. Oh my god, she's still down there. Just now go wash your hands so we can do the show. Oh my Don't god! Don't touch my mic. <laughs> Nah, nah, if you were really masturbating on the show, I would I would have a camera. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I would dude. have a live stream and I'd be selling Jeez. tickets. I know how to make money and monetize this do shit. Do you? Well, then do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm tired of being poor. I, I'm tired of being poor, too. <laughs> But you know what I'm also tired of? It's what? fucking weather, man. It's cold as shit. Oh, my God. Last night, I had like six blankets six blanket. on, and I was still cold. I was like, fuck this. And one was like the weighted blanket, because yeah. they didn't give me like it's a the... 20, that's a 25-pound like, weighted blanket? Yeah. It's like 25 pounds per square inch or some shit? I don't know. Or just 25 pounds like in total? I wonder if it's 25. Look, I fucking know. I, I don't know it's 25 know, in total. It's not 25 per square inch, dude. Uh, I, you I, would I was be, about to say. You're, you, you're, would be a, you would be Pancake Man. <laughs> I am Pancake Man. The, the, well, the, I mean, You'd it, be it kinda, Fat Jack Man. kind of makes sense, though, because I'm, I'm very flat when I lay down now because all my like fat pools to the sides, I just spread out. Oh, my God. I'm, like, you make gelatinous. it sound like you're a, a melted jello or something. I mean, I am pretty gelatinous, man. I mean, have you seen my titties? <laughs> they, they wiggle and they jiggle and they giggle. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, you know, happy Black History Month. That's right. It's, How many more like, shows we got for that? <laughs> I think we got like one more. <laughs> one after more. this one, we got like one more, maybe yeah, the two. Because we had were fucking this, hits. Doesn't man. this month have like five weeks or some shit like that? This month has five weeks? What Does the it? hell? No, it's February. It has the lowest number of days in the entire year. Yeah, but, I mean, I thought like. like our, Thank God for that. I thought like February two started less on days like a of Friday, Black History. So technically, that, that means that we. Didn't really get the first week There's of no February until like the next week. There's no I'm pretty sure that we got like four or five weeks this there month. There is man. no math involved. It, it seems like it's been and it's been lasting forever. <laughs> this month literally is and it's too not long. one of those weird months. It's not the weird month where I get three paychecks because those months are awesome. It yeah, those months are pretty year. nice. Nah, but it, just, it literally just feels like I've been stuck in February for like eternity. That's because it's like a million degrees below zero. It's yeah. like absolute zero. It's like centigrade outside. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know what black people were thinking choosing like the coldest month of the year to like know, celebrate the them. <laughs> yeah, this should just be like June or July where we can go on the beach and have like Mai Tais know, and shit. <laughs> you know? Should have just been Women's History Month. A bunch of frigid. Yeah, bitches. Frigid shit for 28 days. <laughs> Speaking of frigid white bitches in the Great White North. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I... I uh, I, I will say, because I, I will complain about this multiple times throughout this episode, because I'm in the complaining mood, but the, the research for this one was hard. Oh, no. There wasn't a lot available, so I had to trawl through the, the deep recesses of the anti-white internet oh. to be able to find any inf any usable information. And then I had to then vet that information to make sure I'm not disseminating lies. And then I had to put it together in a timeline that I think makes sense. And then stab it through the eye. 
what I will say is that uh, I came across a really lovely butt nugget from the uh, the anti-white racists on the internet. They like to refer to us as the Great White North. And What's when wrong with that? A large group of white people invade a brown country. They call that the, a, a blizzard. We don't want your fucking brown they, country. They, they, but like, like they use language that refers to us as like powerful white frost giants. I'm just thinking frost giants, man. Yeah. Fucking so, Asatru shit. I've never felt more powerful than listening to the people who hate me talk about me because I'm like this <laughs> giant frost. I'm like this frost giant walking through the like like walking through America, and I bring with me like winter and like Wendigos and shit. Seriously, man, you got that AOE know, man. attack, I, I, man. Like, shit freezing and then breaking I, I apart. Know they're, I know they're trying to like you know like disparage us, but I just feel like it's... It, I feel really empowered. <laughs> So keep it up, keep it up, guys. Backfire. I've, ne- I've literally never felt as empowered as I, as I do after this research. <laughs> but this is Black History Month. Most. It is indeed. It's, still, so we gotta we gotta leave all the whitey shit behind, or do we? Uh oh. So this Black History Month, we we've been jam packing it full of a lot of black ne'er do wells, right? Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of like the point. Like like our whole Black History Month is like a spoof on actual Black History Month because this is the part of. The black history that blacks don't want to talk about because yeah. it doesn't put them in a good light. However, this episode, it's kind of like everything that they said is kind of true. Oh, no. <laughs> so, the 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 blacks in this story, they aren't actually the, 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 uh, the evil. Perpetrators. The, the, the big bads of the story. They're Shit. actually they're actually the victims. Wow. And it's kind it of like a... These yeah, are actual victims. Yes. These are not... No, I no, may or may no. not... Uh, even though I came from... Uh, I came from... Hey, 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 hey. Oh, this is not a political thing. <laughs> this is the... This isn't the, oh, my son robbed a liquor store because white supremacy made him poor. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah. These children didn't have a chance and they were just straight up murdered by white people. Wow. That's so, fucked up. I, and, and I don't want people to think that we're like punching down on black people all the time. We do punch down on everyone else. So yeah, we I, do. I think this episode we need to punch down on ourselves. Give Whitey a good kick in the nuts. <laughs> and uh, that, that's what that's what we're gonna do. Because uh, it, it's like, like like I said, it's still Black History Month because it involves black people. But you know, Whitey's the big bad in the story, and it's also kind of a twofer deal. Is it really? for, yeah, because not only is it a, like a Black History Month episode, but it is also, I have my suspicions, now, I can't confirm this, but it is my suspicions that this is an attachment therapy episode as well. Oh my God. Because I found a lot of language surrounding the story that matches up with attachment therapy, a lot of behaviors I recognized. And as I was like reading these kids' stories yeah. and I was going through it, I was like, wow, that's a lot of relatable shit in here. <laughs> Oh my God! Wow, that is cool. I mean, so, yeah. not cool, but you know. Well, I mean, it is what it is. So while it, it may be a bit of a weird episode, it is me maintaining my streak of picking up some of the most fucked up stories to talk about. <laughs> That's true. This is like the last the two week. Were yeah, it's like the fourth week in a row. Yeah, just so, blowing me away. Just over here, just with my jaw. The, keeping the, the streak strong, boys. That's what we do here at the news. <laughs> That's right. So without further ado, let's get into the Hart family murders. Yes. We, we need a sound effect for that. We do. We do. <laughs> Let me get a sip of cocoa. I'm, I'm dry as fuck. Oh, no. The cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> cocoa sip ASMR right there. Yes. All right. You got your black pussy? You're holding her I tight? Do. You playing with her? Puka's not. <laughs> she's not exactly relaxed. I don't know no, what she's, she's paying attention. No, she's staring up at the eight-foot hole in her ceiling at, at the demons looking down on she us. She was meowing at it earlier. Yeah. No, it was freaking me yeah, out. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you looking at? There shouldn't be anything up there. No, now she's still staring hard at the wall and it freaked me out. Yes. Anyways, all right. So, the Hart family, right, should serve as an ev- as evidence that Malcolm X wasn't always full of shit. 
No, no, he wasn't. Because here's the thing. I don't like Malcolm X. I think he's a terrible racist piece of shit, but he did drop a few good butt nuggets. Yeah. The one in particular I'm thinking of is his quote, the white liberal is the worst enemy to America and to the black man. That time and time again gets proven to be true. Yes. This story is the embodiment of the spirit of Malcolm X. Oh my God. I, oh, I got to see what this is about. <laughs> but before we get into the details of the story, I have a confession to make, Mel. Oh no. Jennifer and Sarah Hart, they have influenced me to make my own parody song. Okay. And the song that I'm making a parody of is Uncle Ruckus's song, Don't Trust Them New Nincompoops Over There. <laughs> I bet y'all thought I was going to use the N-word, didn't you? Uh, of course not. No. No, I'm a legend motherfucking new and I use different N-words. <laughs> <laughs> but I call it Don't Trust Those White Liberal Bitches Over There. <laughs> you ready? Ready yes, for the rendition? do it. Uh, Go. It, it's only a, it's only a yes. verse. So. Go. <laughs> Don't trust them white liberal bitches over there Spreading their rancid wet dog odor without care Those classist, fascist, fruit loop-headed whites With their thin lips sucking all the Bud Lights Don't trust them white liberal bitches over there <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I, I, am, I am here that all weekend. That was perfection. I it love is, it. That is, isn't it? Uh, it really is. Honestly, I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> Pro profession. You're on the wrong profession. <laughs> I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> <laughs> that is an instant deuce classic right there, man. <laughs> Don't trust. Oh. Yeah, and look for it on Spotify and iTunes. <laughs> it'll, it'll be the greatest single of the year, man. <laughs> so... <laughs> with with all of what I just said in mind, let's get into the story. Yes. Now, I didn't want to start this story at like their birth, like we do, like everyone else, because these bitches really aren't that interesting until like college. Four score and seven years ago, yeah, four they score, were born. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. They're not. They're not that interesting until college years, anyways. Like most women, like like most white women in, in America, they're not interesting until they start fucking. <laughs> So both women were from South Dakota, and as it turns out, they were actually kind of like neighbors, like in neighboring communities. Yeah. But they never met each other until they went to college. But it's it's really no no surprise that they would grow up hating white men because their state literally has mountains with the sh faces of great white men carved into them, just staring down on them constantly, <laughs> watching them in the bathroom, watching them in there in the bathroom. <laughs> but you know, every story needs that dirty old bastard. So I, I I would I would love Mount Rushmore to be my dirty old bastard <laughs> instead of the actual dirty old bastard who stuck his finger up my ass. <laughs> what that didn't happen to you? No, not yet. Oh dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so despite growing up in neighboring communities, these two women wouldn't meet until 1999. 1999, okay. I remember the summer of 99, oh, man. God. I had yes, such a good do. summer. How was your summer in 99, Mel? I can't even remember it. But it was all kind of a blur. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's all <laughs> kind of a blur. That was did you that consume? Was none. That was, that was really? before 9 you didn't, of course, it was for before 9-11. It was like a whole year but before 9-11. But you have to remember, for someone my age, there's before 9-11 and there's after 9-11. Mel, I'm well, the same way. There's, there's pre-9-11, post-9-11 America. What were you, like four? I was like six. six. I was like six oh, when 9-11 like, went down. I was six, down. bitch. Yeah. I already had my driver's license and shit. And yeah, full-time yeah. job. By the time like, I was six years old, I lost my virginity. I had smoked my first pack of cigarettes. I drank my first six-pack of beer. That is all true. I set a tree on fire. I masturbated on a teen's tits. I mean, I did a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, right? that's actually Before true. 9-11. And then yes. after 9-11, I did even more shit. Yes, that's true. So one could say that I was more of an adult than you were. I had True. responsibilities, man. I had a family to raise. <laughs> <laughs> 
You think six-year-olds just raise themselves, smoking <laughs> cigarettes and drinking liquor? Come on, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, no. 99 was a good year. It was a good year for them, too. Because apparently they were the only two lesbians in the entire state. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess their dating options weren't that hard. Weren't, weren't, like, you know, that diverse. They didn't need an app. They, they didn't need an app. They just, you know, like, hey, you're a lesbian. Yeah, I'm a lesbian. Oh, well, South Dakota, so we might actually That's be the only lesbians. That's a new definition lesbians. of speed dating. Yeah, so <laughs> they soon began a relationship out of necessity, probably. <laughs> <laughs> It's like like the last man and last woman uh, woman on earth come into contact, and she's like, "Fuck." I guess you'll do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Yeah, but yeah, no. I I almost made a really fucked up joke. I'm like, no, I'm gonna swallow that one with a cocoa. I don't want to get I don't want to get us canceled. Swallowing the joke. I I don't want to get us canceled. I almost almost did. We will get canceled, but not tonight. No, not 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 tonight. Not this. Not this night. Another night, but not this one. <laughs> so, as soon as they began a relationship, uh, they uh, made it their entire identity. And that's what these women are. Yeah, They're like, oh, we're lesbians. It's kind of like vegans. It. It's like, you can just not eat animals and be okay. You don't have to fucking tell everyone, I'm vegan. Oh, I'm vegan. It's like, I suck dick. Sometimes I make a joke, say, yeah, I'll suck a dick. But you don't hear me going on the street telling some stranger, hey, guess what? My name's Elijah Newton and I suck dick. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> You can this be may be why one, you don't go outside anymore. You, you can do an action without that action becoming you. That's wow, what these white liberals have some, not ever figured out. That's because if they didn't do that, they would have nothing left. They would have no personality. Yeah. And these women are annoying as shit, and I can't wait to just dunk on these bitches constantly. Do it. Because I do. So, yeah, dating options are limited. They're the only lesbians in that <laughs> piece of shit state. So they decided, you know, hey, let's uh, scissor. <laughs> And uh, this takes us to 2002, where the relationship still going as strong as it did in day one on, in 99. That's surprising. And in 2002, Sarah would graduate while Jennifer would drop out for unspecified reasons. Unspecified Likely reasons. Likely because they weren't offering women's lead courses or some <laughs> shit. She was like, they didn't put enough froth in my mocha vente today, so I uh, fuck this shit. I quit college. <laughs> you know what I actually saw today, Mel? What? I saw a black man in the quad. This university, man, I want diversity for everyone else but me. I didn't feel safe. I'm willing to bet that that's the type of shit that she was like saying, like oh, thinking sure. constantly. Came across with a black the blue man. Hair and he's, shit. he's got like you know like the afro and like a, a peace love T-shirt, and he's like selling weed with like you know brownies and shit. And he's like the nicest guy in the world. She's like, I don't feel safe around you. The pearl thugs. clutching. Yeah. <laughs> oh my good lord! They let you colors out. Huh. <laughs> I love the black man over there. <laughs> that, that's why. That's why I hate Shit. these bitches, man. Fuck them. <laughs> so, so they, they, they one graduates, the other one drops out for yeah. unknown reasons, and together they decide to move to Alexandria, Minnesota. An interesting choice. A very interesting I choice. Guess. I feel like that might be a more inclusive place than South Dakota, but that's just me. Well, apparently now it's new. It's what new Somalia? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, anyway. new, it's new Somalia. Yeah. yeah. So they, they moved to Alexandria, Minnesota, in two thousand four, where they both got jobs working at Herbergers. What is that? It's like a women's clothing store. Okay. It's no longer exists, but kind of does exist. They they got bought out by like a larger company, and then like the like the stores kind of closed. And then I think in the past couple of years they kind of like rebrought back like the brand name or some shit. 
Point is, it doesn't exist anymore, but kind of does. Yeah, you're talking to someone who's got Walmart chic. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism. Uh, but it, it was clear from the onset, right, that Sarah was the driven one in the situation. Oh. I think it had something to do with her uh, graduating and Jennifer not graduating. <laughs> Jennifer the follower. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jennifer was just, just kind of lazy. Yeah. A, a lazy bitch. Because uh, like, Sarah was, the, was like, hey, let's get a job. And Jennifer's like, I don't really want to work. She's like, but we got to eat. So <laughs> they, like, I, I feel like she just got a job at the same place that <laughs> Sarah got a job at. Yeah. And uh, they, they were they were living in Minnesota because you know the world wouldn't accept their love according to Jennifer. Oh yeah, you'll find I'm sure. Jennifer is like the problem one for the most part yeah. in the situation. And the couple lived in the closet, something that they would constantly lament and see as evidence of their victimhood. See, when you said that, my first thing was, yeah, those studio apartments are really fucking small. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, wait, I guess it's supposedly this weird, oh, I can't be out. No, yeah, no, you can fucking literally be out. It's making shit up. Yeah, yes. But yes. studio apartments are really fucking small. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so uh, so they're like, oh, I'm clearly we're victims because the world doesn't like watching hot women lick each other's pussies. <laughs> I feel like they should have just gone on the internet because that's all that I see all their on problems. the internet. Yeah. It's all I ever see. And these women, they weren't ugly. And like the usual thing about liberal women is that they're ugly. These yeah. ones, they're like, like, I could probably drink a half a handle and then fuck them. But oh I would have God. to have the first half the handle, you know. <laughs> but they're, they're not like they're like the fucking brain dead, you know, Pikachu, you know, Kirby looking bitches that swing the flabby arms in protest of like yeah. wearing deodorant and shaving their armpits. <laughs> You know. The anti deodorant protest. <laughs> yes. I remember those. Yeah, yeah. they aren't you. <laughs> and those who know, you know. Uh, and but this mentality would essentially foreshadowed the ending to the story. Oh, no. Because this mentality is what keeps them going, Mel. It's what drives them both to do the shit that they would eventually do. So due to being an entitled, lazy liberal, Jennifer would end up working numerous odd jobs and eventually would hatch a scheme so that she would never have to work again. That sounds ominous. Yeah, it seems like she uh, she's like, well, if you can't beat him, join him. So she took a, uh, a, a page out of the black woman handbook. Oh, no. <laughs> dun, dun, I'm not dunking on you, sisters. I know you guys don't have any opportunities. It's the white, it's the white supremacy that's doing that to you. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm. So in two- <laughs> you, you, you swallowing your classism <laughs> over there, Mel? I am. I'm not doing anything. You know. You know. Why I have my I, own cocoa, no, but I can't no, get it because I have a cat on my arm. You know arm. why I'm allowed to dunk on like like welfare queens? Why? Because I come from welfare queens. You do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. You can't though, because you're upper middle class white milk toast bitch. That's absolutely that, that, true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so I'm, I'm talking about something that I know from experience. Yes. You All do. right. You're just reading it in the headlines. <laughs> Very true. No, no, but uh, she she would essentially would would you know be like if you can't beat him join him. So since she's voting for all these policies anyways, yeah. she might as well take advantage of some of these policies. <laughs> so in 2005, Sarah would apply for a name change, taking Jennifer's last name of Hart. Interesting. And again, she would use this as further proof of her victimhood because she's like, I can't believe the white man made me take her last name instead of allowing us to get married. Like. Isn't the point, like, you, you get married and you take the last name? It's not like they're saying you can't change your fucking last name. Yeah, that's weird. Like, it's really fucking weird. And she, so she used this as an excuse to essentially be a terrible piece of shit to anyone near her. She's like, the white man made me apply for a name change. Yeah, that, that's, that's how, how it works. That's how that shit works. Everyone has to do that. So in 2006, Sarah Hart would become a manager at Herberger's. Oh, no. 
Which, retail managers, retail some of the managers. worst people on earth. Especially when they're white women. I can't yes. stand them. Most of them are annoying. Stuck up bitches. Yeah. Yes. So uh, uh, this, this showed that despite having an education, she was stuck working in retail, though. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> even know what her degree minute, was on. That sounds too familiar. I mean, she is a millennial, so it kind of, you know. <laughs> It's the story of every Milan out there. Oh, uh, God. Although, mm. I don't know what her degree was in. It's probably something It useless. doesn't fucking matter. And it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Got out of college, became, became a retail <laughs> manager. Yeah. And again, wow. this was further proof of how unfairly her and her partner are being treated just for being a lesbian. Yeah. They took this as, we can't get a job because we're dykes. It's like, no, <laughs> you can't get a job because it's the fucking job market. It sucks. Yeah, and also it would help if you had some fucking useful Yeah, no skills. one told you to go to fucking college. Right, exactly. <laughs> it would be like every other lesbian that I've ever met and go get a trade. Right. You're like, Jesus Christ. So the hearts wouldn't apply to become foster parents around this time. Oh, no. And this is where the money scheme comes into play, Mel. The, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Something that would happen just to so happen to coincide with Jennifer giving up on working. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So she's like, I'm going to become a homemaker. We should foster children. But then again, I have to give them... Uh, some benefit of the doubt because they were also looking into adoption around the same time and a lot of adoption agencies require you to foster to make sure you can right. handle transitional periods with children and yeah. other shit like that so hey whatever but for some strange reason this single income couple who weren't even legally a family were granted access to a vulnerable 15 year old foster girl now that's not that me just saying surprises that me. It's, I, I still have I still cling to these illusions about yes. how the foster care system and adoption works because it, it just so amazes me the kind of people that they give these kids to. But like, that's because you know human trafficking. Yeah. You know, can't you make money. But like, my thing is like, I don't care that they're lesbians. You know, lesbians want to foster kids. Foster kids. I don't give a shit. The part that bothers me is that they're a single income couple. Yeah. Foster care, as from my understanding, isn't supposed to be giving children to single income couples or single couple single people in general. It's to give them to families. There's there's one of those there's one of those rules that say where, you're not where, supposed yeah. to be making this isn't supposed to be your income. Yeah. You're not supposed to be making money off this. This isn't but your so income, many people that I've they, encountered, they, they say, Oh, we're not supposed to be this isn't supposed to be our sole source of income or major source of income. No. And it is. It, it so is. they're literally Every making single money one of off my these foster kids. parents, except for maybe one of them, used it as income. In fact, one yep. of the, like one foster parents I, I had where a lot of fucked up shit went down. Like, a lot of fucked up shit. They were nice people, but a lot of fucked up shit happened underneath their house. Yeah. So that's what happens. So you, you take like 13 kids in at once. Mm -hmm. But uh, they were taking in so many kids, and I read their. Like, their uh, what, what is it? Uh, when when you die, there. What what you call it? In, the in, will? In, in, no, oh, in, the, in the obituary. Newspaper, the obituary. That's right. Thank you. I read their obituary like you know a couple years ago, whatever. Yeah. And uh, turns out they had like hundred and fifty foster kids. That was their wow. retirement plan, man. Yep. Like I knew they had a lot because they had like four or five other kids besides me, and my brother, when I was there. Yeah. But I didn't know hundred and fifty plus kids. That is retirement. Yeah, and then the and because they're dependent on that income, if yeah. something bad happens in the household, they're not going to report it nope. because it's going to jeopardize their their yep. living. And these people are no different. But the fact that again, it's it's a couple in one income living in like an apartment, and the fact that they were just given a child yeah. is insane. 
That's it's like it, insane. You, it's like you apply on a Monday online, and then they give you the kit on a yeah. Friday or something. You know, it's ridiculous. It's like it's like a mail order kit. They just drop it yeah. off in the box. Yeah. On the front doorstep. Hopefully, it's got air holes in it. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they put the air holes in the box and then they just put like a trash bag over the box. Right, I know. And then what is the point even? <laughs> and what what is the point, Mel? Uh, so, uh, like I said, it, it might be unfair of me to say that their primary motivation was money, but it was a massive influence on their decision to foster. And yeah. again, with the, the adoption agencies, it's almost a requirement for every single one of them. Unless, of course, you're just straight up buying human flesh off the market. <laughs> So this is evident as uh, not long after receiving the teenage girl, they applied for adoption and somehow managed to get through the majority of the process while still fostering the kid. And I think they had her for like less than a year. So they managed to get through like the entirety of the adoption process and like get plans on receiving a kid in like a matter of a year. That's not what they I've blew heard. through all the. That's amazing. They blew through all the red tape. I thought it took years to it's do this. It's supposed to take years. I, I know. Like I think my adoptive parents, they 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 had they fostered a kid for like a year and some change. They tried adopting her. It didn't work. So they ended up with me because I was like the second option, <laughs> which explains a lot of it really why does. they treated me the way they did. Because they yeah. like did I tell you like the first time I brought was brought to the house because like when you get adopted like I only got the kid's perspective, but I was in the I was with the foster mother and. She she was a really nice lady. She was, you know, a yeah. single, single woman, but she she had a really good job, and she had, had a, a son who was practically like an adult. I, I think he's like sixteen or seventeen at the time, so you know, might as well have had no one there or second income. Yeah. And again, I'm a little surprised that she got a kid, but she was a nice, nice kid, nice, nice to me. I think I was her only foster kid. Yeah. Which might say a lot about what kind of kid I was. Oh my god! Don't bring but that uh, I remember like like the, there's like a whole wooing process mm -hmm. with like adopted kids. Like, like they show up, you know, you got your social worker and they say, okay, this is the family who wants, wants to adopt you. You don't really got much of a choice as a kid. Right. So they like, right, go on a play date with them. So, you know, they, they would take you in daily outings, drop you off at home. And then eventually they would start like, home visits. And my first fucking home visit to these people, they're like, hey, let's look at this photo album we have. And, oh, hey, this, this is the girl that we fostered, you know, just before you. And we wanted to adopt her. Like, we don't show that shit oh, to the kid so who's a prospective adoptee and say, you're second best. They showed you this picture and said, this is the one we actually wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the model we wanted, but wow, we got you instead. Wow, that, that that's classy right there. That's classy. But even like the, like the, like the home visits and the, uh, like, you know, like, like going on the outs, because it was like weekly outings and stuff. Yeah. That was like damn near like six, seven months at least, I think, oh, if, wow. I, if I remember correctly. And that, that's just that shit alone. And then you got to live with them. And I think like... Got to live with them for like six months, and if it still goes okay, and you know they, they you know they they get like checkups and stuff, and everything seems fine, then the adoption process gets finalized. So yeah. it's like a so year of just that, of just that. Yeah. Let alone all the times you got to go to the different courses and the classes and you know all the other you know counselings and shit they make you do. It's insane. It's insane to me that they've got through all that shit in like six seven months. It's yeah, insane. that's crazy. I wonder if actually it was because they were lesbians. Yeah, absolutely. 100% yeah. has to be because they're lesbians. Yeah. yeah. And because they weren't adopting <laughs> white children. These oh. couples were going for the darkest of the dark children. Mel. Oh, wow. And I will say this. Black children are, in fact, overrepresented in foster care and adoption processes. Yeah. 
no one wants them. There's far too many. And those who do want them end up being really fucking at big assholes to these kids. Oh, really, geez. really, really, my heart goes out to them. Yeah. And I can relate to that shit. Because, like, I, I read so many stories of people who are writing about this, like, black people writing about this. Like, yeah, like, I was adopted and the people are assholes to me. It's like, fucking A, we're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, at the bottom. They, they, I think a, a part of the reason why they were able to get through the process so fast is because they were exclusively adopting black children. Yeah. Or I yeah. should say targeting black children because these people are predators. That these is two a good women, way to see it. Like right now, you, you, like I may not have painted the predator image, but they are in fact predators. And by the end of this episode, you'll be like, shit, man, they fucking are predators. Uh, All right, there's your there's your premise. You've set it yes. up. Now you I've got, now up, you now have like to knock down now the dominoes and show There the you go, man. Because we are all now waiting with bated breath, man. <laughs> you set it up and we're now listening. And I got to knock it down. Do it. So, so, like I said, they applied for adoption, somehow managed to get through the majority of the process while still fostering this girl. However, it turns out these two white saviors, uh-huh. these white liberals, let's show a little bit of their true colors. Because as they essentially straight up abandoned the girl at a, uh, like, like, like a week before they were supposed to receive their first three adopted children, they abandoned her at like a therapist. What? Because yeah, when you're in foster care, you get like mandated state therapy, and you got to go like every week. I think I had mine twice a week because I thought it was psychotic. Oh, I wasn't psychotic. The guy did stick his dick in my ass. <laughs> oh my god! Because they used to say no one stuck their dick in your ass. I'm like I feel like I'm pretty sure it was a dick in my ass. Like I could be wrong, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was a dick in my ass. Here's some antipsychotics. Scrub Eli. somebody's connection to reality. That didn't happen. Like no, wait, wait, no, that that, that literally happened. Yeah, uh, no, like no, no, we're not really sure. What do you mean? What? Yeah. <laughs> your uh, asshole diameter is not as big as it would be if you had a sh- cock shoved in your ass. <laughs> See, here's your asshole. Oh my here's god! Did they have a diagram? Oh my god! Did they? No, have a they, they didn't show me a diagram. They just had me sure draw a picture of my asshole. Like anyone knows what their asshole looks like. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I fucking love therapy, man. Yo, that therapist Seriously, was awesome because, like, I, I'd go there and she had like board games, man. Like when I say board games, board games, like. Oh, nothing a but whole board. wall like, of board yeah, games. Yeah, like, like you go to a therapy, like a therapist room, and it's all books. It's all big right. boring medical books, and no one yeah. looks at. And yeah. it has like twelve feet of dust. They're decorative. Now she had like Scrabble, sorry, left, Connect Four. She had like chess. She had everything but books. Damn. So all I did was draw and play board games there, and she, and she get, used to get so mad because she's like, you know, every time you come here, you don't say anything. We just play board games. It's like, well, what do you fucking expect? No, like, be the fucking adult and put away the board game. <laughs> If you pull out Connect Four, I'm gonna play Connect Four. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if you want me to talk, that is talk a law of the universe. Yes, that's a law of the universe. <laughs> you pull out Connect Four, I'm gonna so, play Connect Four. So this girl's her highlight of her day was probably going to these therapy sessions because if, uh, yeah. if hers was anything like mine, she had some fun. <laughs> Problem is that doesn't help you with your mental problems and also doesn't help you with your foster parents. Yeah, when, especially when you have bad ones like the Hearts, who uh, like like I said, they essentially just said. All right, we're gonna drop you off. Like most, don't even drop you off. Like mine would like stay in the lobby while I had my thing, and then like, yeah. we, we would leave. They just used to drop her off and just drive away. It's, All right, we'll pick you up later. Oh, <laughs> Granted, dear. she was like fifteen, so like you, you know, little little, yeah. little room. But like, still, I it's mean, very unsupportive. It's unsupportive and not very motherly behavior. No, truly really not. For two women trying to become mothers. Yeah. And essentially, they just never came back. What? They did it one day, like a week before they were supposed to get their three kids, and they just never came back for her. And the therapist had to actually call them, asking, like, hey, like, where are you? And they were just like, eh, we're not going to come back. The girl has emotional and behavioral problems. <gasps> 
And oh I think they also God, said that so she's awful. bipolar and a drug addict. But uh, the therapist is like, no, she's not bipolar. Like, what do you know? What are you, a therapist? <laughs> That is so... So that right there should have been... Uh, that should have been it. Yeah, that should you have been You get no yeah. kids, and also we're going to prosecute you for violation of... I mean, it's yeah. a contract. They it's have a contract, contract with terms, the state to... It should be like terms of agreement care or for the child, yeah. And, but the thing is, because I'm, I'm pretty sure this foster child was also black. I, I couldn't yeah. confirm that, but I, I, got a, I got a feeling. You know, I, They targeted black children for adoption. Would, would say they probably targeted black kids in the foster care system, yeah. too, because you don't always get a choice, but you can have a preference okay. for the type of child you receive in the foster care system. doesn't mean you're going to meet that preference, but you do have a little bit of a choice in the matter. Yeah. Uh, but the, the fact that they went with the generic white savior, if they aren't the good little black kids, and they're thugs and they're you know gangbangers, and then they, they go on the attack and like assassinate the kid's character. Oh my and goodness! And you see that time and time again with these white saviors. Yep, yep, yep. That's what they do. If they're not the good little engines, then you you, you got to punish foster, them. Foster, I've seen, I've heard from foster parents that do that with any mm -hmm. kid though, because they're like, oh, if you're not grateful, yeah. if you're not completely yep. behave perfectly, you're an ingrate because we that, saved that's, you. PTS that uh, not PTSD that's uh that's that's the attachment therapy ATP that's You're a lot right. of language is that and a lot of the, I've and, seen that online with people yeah. that have no idea what attachment mm -hmm. therapy is I'm and like, the do majority you of saying? children who go through attachment therapy are what Mel what black are they really yeah because the majority of children in foster care and who and are who adopted, adopted are black. that's right because because the, attachment therapy targets families that yeah. adopt yep. and foster kids and specifically foster kids specifically yeah yeah the most so, vulnerable that's what, kids. so that's where my suspicion comes into also just the way that i'm oh, sorry i'm so hiccupy so then that makes me wonder the, if that's the part they, of why yeah. attachment therapy is not a bigger thing because they're the most vulnerable yeah. kids because they're mostly black kids yeah mostly black and poor whites yeah and if you're poor white and you're in the system you might as well be black yep I was in the cotton fields along, right alongside the rest of them, though. Yeah. So in March 2006, these siblings, three-year-old Abigail, four-year-old Hannah, and eight-year-old Marquise, uh, it's M-A-R-K-I-S, -S, I don't know if it's Marcus or Marquise, I'm going to go with Marcus. Yeah, They, they, Marcus they were probably. placed in their new home with the hearts. Oh, and so they these, got three kids? They got three because these, these kids were siblings. Yeah. So, well, that, so they, they, they got a group deal. And when you yeah. get a group deal, you know it's cheap. Oh, now you make it sound like it's a coupon or it like is, a but that's how it's treated. You the more kids you get, the easier it is to adopt them. But, you know, it, it tends to also be more of a pain in the ass to raise them because you know, it's, it's obviously that's more kids. That's a lot. And depending on the state, you get a check for each kid. Oh, wait, wait. Oh god, yes, I know people that Because when done people this. adopt not oh. only are you getting money from from the adoption agency to initially adopt them, in some in some cases, you're getting checks from the state. Yeah. Yep. My oh adoptive my parents got so much money from adopting me that after I left home, or or you know that's what yeah. I call getting arrested. <laughs> after I was put <laughs> into a a detention center, yeah. they were able to buy a RV, a motorcycle, brand new car, brand new truck, afford a couple cross-country trips. But that was money that was supposed to be for you. Yeah, yeah. The, the state gave it to them for Just my education. Just without any attachments. For my education. And you know, know what I got? Well, you certainly got an whole... education, but I would, I'm not saying that they're gonna, <laughs> they spent any money you. know on what you. I got in the whole deal, Mel? What? Nine years of PTSD, and I got a $100 gift card to a, a community college. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an exaggeration. No, that's not an exaggeration. That is not an exaggeration. They, 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 they took uh, was it my adopted mother? They took me to a restaurant. She bought me a salad, a chicken Caesar salad, 
You know, at least I had chicken. Fucking... At least I had chicken on there, man. <laughs> and then she was just like, "Yeah, the, like she was like giving this speech, like the a family straight up abandoning you. Uh, happy birthday, because it was like my twenty first birthday or some shit like that. Yeah, so I think I was like aging out, or whatever. She's like, "Happy birthday! Here's a hundred dollar gift card to to you know the college you're going to." <laughs> and I haven't seen them ever since. Oh my god! Yeah, but yeah, no, no. That, that's the prime motivation for people like this, the white yeah. saviors. And they used to say to me all the time, like, "Oh, you know, you're lucky we adopted you. You wouldn't have a, had a life without adopting us. We gave you opportunities." Oh, I, you know, what's weird. You saying that is reminding me. I know people. I'm not going to say how I know them. Mm-hmm. That they they foster kids. This is the literally only and that's income. That's like the initial speech. They they target the kids that are hopped up on as much uh, yep. prescription drugs as possible. And I have heard them literally say, as they're abusing these kids, "You're lucky that yes, we got you. That we took you in." Yeah. Wow. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Antipsychotic smell. Yep. Literally antipsychotics. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they they dope you up and make you look like you're like retarded, blowing on your fingers because they're burning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These kids were so fucked up. They were, yep. like, drooling and shit. They're just, oh, my Sometimes God. Sometimes you don't know if it's Wednesday or Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, but anyway, so the, so going off my experience, these kids were going through some similar shit. Yeah. And they're and little kids. They're little, yeah, these are little kids. Like, I was nine when I got adopted, and so the fact that uh, Hannah... Three and four Or, no, old? sorry, Mar- Marcus. Marcus is the oldest at eight. Yeah. And had two little kids, yeah. little siblings with them. Absolutely. That, that's insane. It really and the is. fact that they managed to stay together is also even more insane. And, and Yeah, exactly. And it's weird because these are two women that have never had kids nope. before. And you're going to put a, yep. a three, what, three, four, and eight at the same yes. time? Yes. And these that's kids came crazy. from a dysfunctional home, too. So, oh I, could, I, I couldn't get any like like information on like their biological mother outside of the fact that I think she had drug arrests and then like an aunt was supposed to like take care of them. Yeah. And she was like given a stipulation that she like that she couldn't like bring them around her sister or whatever. Yeah. Then but the aunt needed somebody to watch the kids while she went to go get a job interview. So she let their mother watch them and the state and found that was out. It. And that was it. And they took them away from both of them. Wow, yeah. that's fucked up. So, so that, I, I think that's like because that's one of the stories with the groups of kids. I think that's this group of kids. I could be wrong, but I purchased this group of kids because there's two groups of kids. Oh, ultimately, wow. they adopt six children. Oh dear. Or I should say, buy five. Buy, yeah. They bought six black kids. Yeah, human trafficking is a thing. Yes, yeah, so you should not be able to buy people. No, uh, and it wouldn't be until the following September. So it was March when they when they were placed there, but it wasn't until September that their adoption would be finalized, which is about the six month period, right? Yeah, it's about six months there. So I know what people love saying. Well, what people love saying, right? Loves colorblind. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, but let me remind you, these women behave like predators entirely motivated by money. Mm-hmm. So they definitely should not have been given access to children, let alone black children. Nope. And you might be thinking I'm a bit critical of these women. Surely they were doing what they thought was right and with the good intentions. I hate that. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you had good intentions. No, it really uh, fucking uh, matters yeah, no. what you do. Hitler had great intentions. <laughs> I'm just saying he had great intentions. He and wanted to save his people. Yeah. And then Europa came about. It's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that right now, Mel. Not yet. No. <laughs> never. We're not a political co- podcast, <laughs> Mel. <laughs> Say that for just after dark. <laughs> By the way, you got to you know, get on that I shit. really do. I really do. <laughs> so, we don't know if these women had good yeah. intentions or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The yeah. ending doesn't justify. It really doesn't. It, 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 not it, that it I know what the fucking ending no. is, but I can see it in your face yeah. that I'm not going to no, like you're it. You're not going to like any of it. 
<laughs> so if you believe uh, everything you see on social media, then you, you might be right. <laughs> but it doesn't take much scratching at the surface just to see what truly lies underneath that white savior facade of theirs. No, not really. No. So it turns out the Hearts would eventually receive so much money from Texas for adopting all six of their children that it would be 50% of their annual income. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that doesn't sound like they're financially motivated, does it? <laughs> and it's obvious they don't care about the children because they abandoned the one that they were yes. already taken care of. Which is bizarre. Like she was a used rubber found on the sidewalk. Seriously. And I've seen plenty of these kids of people, uh, kinds of people adopting children, like I said. And then they do it because of the financial assistance and to be able to virtue signal. So we oh, know that, that yes, there's two right. things white liberals love the most. IPAs and virtue <laughs> signaling. <laughs> oh, yeah. You you hit the nail on the head with that one. Yes. Yep. So trust me, I know their behavior very well. Yeah. And it doesn't sit right with me at all buying human beings in general. That's why no. I'm generally and, and against adoption. And people should have an issue with that. Why don't people, people have an issue with that? Because people are, are dumb. Because human trafficking and slavery is so ingrained into humanity that people don't bat an eye at it when it happens which is why you have an entire generation of people obsessed with something that happened 150 years ago while the same shit's currently happening right now in their home continent yep and they don't give a shit about that but that's Apparently not what we're not. talking about not that's yet. not the kind of black history month we're going to be doing <laughs> but it's, it's that fact alone that's like when it's not happening right in front of your face you don't give a shit about it yeah this that's humanity proves, yeah it's humanity in general and this proves it yeah <laughs> hence why White liberals love virtue signaling. Yes, indeed. And it doesn't, so it doesn't sit right with me, right? Being able to buy human beings. I mean, they call it adoption, but that's really just slavery with extra steps. <laughs> they call yeah. me old fashioned, but if you're going to be allowed to purchase other people, can't they at least make it a rule that if you're white, you're not allowed to buy anyone who's not white? Yeah, that Or if might, you're black, uh... you should be able to only buy black people. Yeah, that, that, that might actually be a good idea. I, years ago, I would not have thought yeah, that that would like, be a good idea. I, I'm but. not against white people having, you know, raising children as long as they're raising children. I don't care if you're black and you're adopting a white kid, you know, as long as you treat them like a kid. But the problem is people are assholes, and if you don't look like the person raising you, they're going to treat you differently no matter how good of a person they are. That's just human nature. Yeah, that's human nature. Especially if you have your own children, you're going to give preferential treatment to your blood and you know, bones, it's your flesh and blood. It's inevitable. Yeah. It's a problem that every adoption kid faces. So why give them this extra layer of shit thrown on the shit sandwich of a life? That is a very good point. It never made sense to me. That's a very good me. point. And this, this story right here is, is the express reason why we shouldn't do that shit anymore. Yep. So in June 2008, the Hearts would be allowed to adopt another three ch siblings from Texas. All the kids came oh, wait, from Texas. Okay, so they're, but they're still living in Minnesota? Yes. Okay. And wait, wait, so, so this is another three? Yep, another three siblings. So this is like the other six. So at the same time, they have six kids? Yeah, so they, they got three, and then I think a couple years go by, and they get another three. What kind of insanity is this? I know, right? Holy shit. <laughs> In this group of three children, they actually had a fourth sibling. However, the Hearts claimed that they didn't want anything to do with him since he was, in their words, emotionally damaged. Oh, dear. But I think it's because he was far older than the other ones. Because they, they, they like the little kids. Eight was probably the oldest that they got. And he was older than that. And they, I think that's why they didn't want him. Because he was they don't too want old. Kids and they that don't, can fight yeah, back. They don't want kids they can't control. Yeah. That's what these kind of people do. They yes. target children. Yep. So they, they, wow, that was kind of. <laughs> I was like, 
can't let that one pass or no. bring it up. No, I gotta bring that one up. So I've been hiccuping this entire episode and then now it's got a hiccup burp. Why do you call a burp that's also a hiccup? Is, is it a herp? A her herp? Herp? Her, 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 now that sounds some that sounds something completely different. Is it a herkup? <laughs> a burkip? <laughs> um, whatever it was, it was freaky. <laughs> so they add three-year-old Sierra, six-year-old Devante, and four-year-old Jeremiah to the roster of children. Oh, no. Yes. So this is where the story starts to truly get interesting. Okay, this sounds like a, a nightmare right here. Just oh, absolutely. A nightmare. This, the, the whole thing is nightmarish. So that same year, so this is what, 2008? Yeah. Yeah, so in 2008, that same year, a teacher had observed some serious bruising on Hannah's left arm. And Hannah will be one of the two children that will have essentially the the majority of the spotlight on them in the story. It's Hannah, and I believe the other one is Devante. Okay, and they're little kids. Yeah, little kids. So uh, so Hannah went to school. She had a, bru- a deep, serious bruise on her arm. And when the school asked her what happened, she told them that Jennifer had beaten her with a belt. Oh, no. This was obviously an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and so the school brought it up with Jennifer and Sarah, who apparently were acting very suspiciously when they tried to explain it away. They just said, oh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it happens to kids that get bruised. So... Th- but this concerned the school because <laughs> they're like, eh, I don't know. Like, it's, it's good that yeah. they're concerned because a lot of schools aren't. Yeah, a lot, a lot of schools don't give a fuck. Yeah. So they uh, they reported the hearts to social services, okay. so that they could do an investigation. Who did? Who worked alongside the local PD? Well, at least people are getting involved. Yes, people are getting involved, and they interviewed the hearts and the heart children about the incident, and they interviewed them separately. Which is surprising. Which is very surprising. I've been through many interviews where I had to sit on my abuser's lap and go, no, they're not beating me, Mr. Officer. No, Master, they ain't beating me. No, no, mm-hmm. never beating me. Like, That's I, just, I just speak like Dobby. Eli has never been abused. <laughs> <laughs> Eli is a good house elf. Uh, One day, if Eli works hard enough, they Master will give him a sock. <laughs> Eli yeah. loves Master. <laughs> that, that's literally me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I get it. But it's, it's very surprising that they, they yeah. had the uh, forethought to do that, to separate Someone the kids. Someone had more than two brain cells to yeah, together. Yeah, to separate the kids from that one. Yeah. So, uh, so during the interviews, they were almost un... Uh, well, yeah, all right. So the interviews were almost unnecessary. Since it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out all the children were being heavily abused. Oh, no. You just look at these kids. They were covered in bruises and scrapes. Oh, God. They're just little kids. And just little kids. And in the report made by the school, they say, <clears throat> the children have been constantly going through food issues where they would steal people's food at school or eat out of garbage cans or off the floor. Oh, that sounds familiar. That's observations from the school. Although my school never reported me doing that. They just told me not to do that. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, stop being weird, Eli. No, no, wait, wait. Stop being poor. Yeah. (laughs) Stop being savagely abused. It's like the equivalent of going up to a starving kid on the street and saying, have you ever tried not being poor? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if you tried that, you wouldn't be so hungry. Have you tried not being abused? (laughs) So uh, during the, uh, these interviews with the police, the Hearts denied any knowledge of the bruise. They uh, they denied knowing anything about the food issues. And, the, and they're like, oh, well, the kids look very hungry. Ah, just give them a glass of water. They'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but eventually they will tell the cops that Hannah had fallen down eight steps. Did they help her fall down the steps? 
while they they, they, they they couldn't say how she fell down the steps, just that she fell down specifically eight steps. <laughs> and, and they said it happened a few days prior to the school reporting it, which was a very obvious lie that they had no idea what happened and that likely if she did fall down eight steps, given the fact that she's so little and hungry, probably would have broken something. Yeah. And the fact she didn't have everything broken... Hell no, I don't believe the whole eight-step rule there. No. But for whatever reason, the Hearts were allowed to pull all of their children out of school for six months during this entire process. What? That's yes. suspicious. So these kids are getting no education, and they're isolated with the people who are accused of abusing them. So they don't even have the reprieve of being in no, school. No, no. And they don't even get the meals. Oh, yeah, that's right. If they're not in school, they're not eating. Yeah, Probably. Or they're eating a lot less. Yeah. So effective, effectively, they isolated them, uh, isolated these kids from anyone who could help them. And due to some lapse in logic, nobody, not the police nor social services, pressed any charges against the hearts. And, and that was it? They yeah, even... that, that was it. They were investigated. They, they had a few interviews. They could tell they were lying, but they didn't do anything about it. And that is more or less the story of every kid in, in the system. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time this happened, I would be rich and I could buy my own people. <laughs> and, <laughs> and once more, Jennifer would take to social media and claim that the oppressive state of Minnesota was attacking her and her partner. So they're talking about this shit. They're publicly yes. like trying to get sympathy. And That's making really it about them psychotic. and claiming that Minnesota oh isn't God. coming after them because they're abusing kids, coming after them because they like to eat Bush. They're oh my God. They like Bush, but they hate the president. Dun, dun, I was waiting for that. <laughs> what a Bush joke. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's two thousand eight, so that's Obama. So they probably voted for Obama and said, oh, get the Bush out of here. We don't want a Bush. <laughs> uh, so they had nothing to do with them abusing children or starving them. It had everything to do with the fact that they were gay. I'm sure. Like I said, these fucking people make that shit their entire it's, identity. Yeah, it's, everything's about them. And this whole process takes about like a, a year. So like this leads us to 2009. Oh my goodness. So All right. I'm just picturing how, how long those the original three kids had even been with them. I think a year or like two. A, few years yeah Oof. If, like i said the, the timeline's a little squiffy i think there's a couple years in between the adoptions yeah so in 2009 jennifer and sarah would drive their entire family to connecticut in order to get married uh. which of course they blasted the announcement and whatnot all over their social media accounts and made everyone very much aware of what they were doing and alongside numerous long-winded rants jennifer made about how hard it is to be a lesbian mom and especially a lesbian mom to six black children, and that people don't understand their love, meaning her and her partner's love, not yeah. her love for her children, who she made sure everyone knew was African American. Oh my God! Like, kept yeah, saying it's that all shit, like, virtue signaling. It's all virtue yeah, signaling. Yeah, like uh, who, who's the rich bitch who kept like like buying African kids? I don't th actually I think uh, there's more than Jennifer one. Jennifer Lopez, point. Jennifer Jolie, Angelina Jolie, some I don't know. I don't they know. all I have can't like, tell the, the white white celebrity chick face i think it was angelina jolie didn't she like i have adopt, no idea like, i like, don't keep up with that kind of like, thing African but i boys I, and they all are like trannies now wearing dresses and makeup and shit yes yeah. i've seen those pictures it's yeah that's, that's what these people do that's what these people do now the white oh. saviors yeah. so almost immediately jennifer began complaining on social media after the marriage about how baited her family truly was 
Oh my God! So according to her, they couldn't understand or respect her orientation, and disowned her for being a lesbian. How about disown her for being fucking psychotic? Yeah, I mean, disown her just for being a terrible piece of shit. Like, I know it's like, like we'd like to clarify it's because you're it's a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit who likes to buy human beings. You literally have I don't the care ability what you do in the bedroom, to make your own people, but instead yes. you chose to buy store-bought people. There's something demented about that, honestly. Like, I'd understand that if they were gay dudes. You know, you can't make a baby by fucking a guy in the ass. Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> it's not possible. But you're a lesbian. You have all the manufacturing need, need necessary to do it. Yeah. Why buy people? Why buy, why feed into the system, Mel? Have your own. Have your own. That's the words true, of advice from Eli. That's the true evil of this episode. Buy. Don't buy people. Make, Make people. <laughs> so in Jennifer's mind, it had to be about her sexuality and not because they were facing some severe allegations of child abuse from the state. Add the fact that they pulled all their children out of school at the same time without offering them an alternative education. And then they decided to drive across multiple states for a rushed marriage. Yeah, that's all. That's all suspicious. That's all super suspicious. It, it is, but them like getting on social media and trying to get sympathy and shit. You know that people are like, oh, it's terrible that they're being yeah. persecuted and all this stuff. But or whatever. this is the shit that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, this is why I hate white liberals. I hate yeah. them all. I hate them all, Mel. <laughs> Honestly, if there's anyone who des okay, Dobby. deserved to be stuffed into the oven, it's these oh. people. So it seems to me that somebody wasn't being quite truthful, huh? Yeah. And plus, after the fact, Jennifer's family was interviewed numerous times after the whole story came out. And during those interviews, they stated that they had always accepted Jennifer's sexuality. And some of them even knew that she was a lesbian before she knew she was a lesbian. I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that too. I mean, my bio mom's like, I knew you were a lesbian. I'm like... <laughs> I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a boy, Mel. I'm a boy. And I, I used to tell her that. I used to like, Mom, I'm a boy. She's like, yeah, that's God's mistake. <laughs> <laughs> God's first mistake, Mel. Oh, dear. Was making me a boy. <laughs> Second was letting me be born. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, no, but I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the family's like, yeah, we, were, we accepted the fact that we were gay. We knew that we were gay. It doesn't bother us. Uh, and they... <laughs> But they said, we couldn't accept the way they were treating their kids. Oh, so they saw stuff? They knew stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. dear. So so they weren't even giving their, their relatives the benefit of the doubt on this one. Because like, after the story broke, like everyone, social media, everyone's giving the, the lesbians the benefit of the doubt. They said, oh, yeah. you don't know what they were going through. Yeah. And the family's like, yeah, we can't, we can't respect people who treat kids, treat kids like that. There's, it's terrible. There was, there's families that were on reality TV shows that were the same thing. Like, they yeah. want sympathy for all this shit, but in the background, they were beating the yeah, shit out of the like, kids. Yeah, uh, was it was it that that, that uh, Mormon family that had that TV show for a while, and that turns out like the father was like raping his daughters and oh shit. Oh my and, like, god, I didn't hear shit. about that one. Well, that, what was it? Is this like 2008? So this is like just yeah. before there was like mommer mommy vloggers right. that were doing a whole shit on YouTube. Where, yeah, like, that's right. We have the big happy loving family and blah blah blah. Yeah, no, I was going through the like the YouTube rabbit hole on some of those accounts. Oh no, they were fucking terrible people. Like, like and it wasn't just like like behind the scenes. Like, they were doing terrible shit on, on camera. camera. Like, there's this one woman, and she was like sitting on a couch with her two kids, and they're doing like their vlog episode or whatever. Yeah. And one like the boy was joking. He's like a teenager, and he was like joking because he's like, yeah, I did this thing wrong, and then she took away my bed, and so I slept on a beanbag ch chair oh, for like that's nine why months. Oh, you showed me that. Yeah, I was like. 
That's not normal. That's not normal. But then, like, I, I realized, like, if I saw that when that had happened, because at that time I was also in a not normal situation, I've been yeah. like, damn, what did you do to get your bed taken away, too? Yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's just not normal, man. No. These mothers. It's not okay. The, these two women, they're like that. They're those people. Like, their social media accounts, when, when they're not spouting off about their insane political ideas and virtue signaling they're trying to convince the world that they're treating their children well and they're this big happy loving family yeah they're putting all that all their effort into that and that shit is dangerous and you'll see that why later on so it was also revealed that it was the women who distanced themselves from the family because the family heard about the abuse and they're like we're not with that here's you know here's us trying to help you out let's give you some advice on how to actually be a mother and, the, and that moment after they received criticism on how they were raising their kids, they decided to take their kids and dis, put distance between them and the rest of the family. And in front of the, the rest criticism. of the world, too, because they took them out of school and everything. They well, didn't want... well, the school thing happened before the criticism. The criticism okay. came out because of school. Oh, okay. And then the family wanted, was trying to help them, and then they said, yeah. and they said and no. Then, and they said no, and they Fuck put that. distance. And then they went on social media and said, it's because we're gay. And this is, in fact, backed up by state reports that I found during the investigation into the abuse allegations. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they they cut off their family due to their criticism, not because they were bigots. Yeah. And the hearts moved all the way to Westland, Oregon. Oh, wow. One of the most liberal states in the country. Well, are in defense, in defense of Oregon, though? I I know it's like position. It's a split. It's like state. position number seven. It's like the seven most it's a split you know, state liberal and, state. Yeah. Is it though? Is it? Mm, it it's it like is. saying New York's you, you a know split those... state just because everywhere else but New York no, City no. is. It's liberal. even worse. No, literally half of Oregon <laughs> wants to be part of Idaho, and it's not yeah, just. And I they're know, not just I saying. Just saw that. Yeah, they're not just saying we want to. They have their a legal push to become part of Idaho. Yeah. And I understand now, like, you remember those gigantic, like, military-grade uh, SUVs? Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, why do those exist? I know why they that's, exist, that's because they, they exist. used to drive around Portland essentially giving a big middle finger to all the fucking liberals that were destroying their state. Yeah, so well... I understand a little bit of Oregon. I'm not going to give the benefit because fuck it, it's Oregon. Fuck yeah, Oregon. Yeah, I know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. But fuck <laughs> so uh, there the children were once again enrolled in school. Uh, they're public school because these parents are, these, these two were like, oh, fuck it, private education. They're black. They, they don't need education. And so they were physically halfway across the country from their family yes, now. Yes, physically removed from their family. And they were in a liberal state where they assumed that they would stop receiving all this hate for being gay. Yeah, as if that's what it was about. this allowed them to, quote-unquote, openly live their true lives. Oh, goodness. And if you notice, they don't mention anything about their children. They don't talk about them at all. Yeah, it's always about yeah. them. All these children are just like little symbols that they can put on their like little patches, put on their tits and go, look at us, we're good people. Yep, exactly. However, things won't go smoothly for the hearts. <laughs> is this where the story takes a really bad turn? I mean, hasn't is this it been the, taking bad, nothing this, but bad turns? Is this that corner that I'm like, I, I, I yes. peek around the corner you and then I, and then I want the to go back? Turn back, turn there, back. It was better over there. Can mm. we go back there? So in 2010, Abigail Hart would go to school and complain of having owies on her back and stomach. Oh, no. This would be especially troublesome when investigators uh, into the claim would receive a report from Minnesota of a previous history of questionable parenting. Well, at least they, they contacted their previous school district. Yes, and you, it's kind of weird that they, they did because normally people don't do that because they don't give a shit. 
But it's even weirder when later on, at a, like a few years later, Minnesota would once again contact Oregon about this shit. That's interesting because a lot of these families, this explicitly why they moved to a new state, yes. because it's essentially a fresh start because states don't talk yeah. to each yeah, other. Yeah, that's what my bio mom did. Every time she got us taken away, she would either move to a new county or a new state because counties didn't t- typically communicate. Yep, even and in the same state. They Yeah, you could, you could get, get away with that shit for mm-hmm. years. Yep. And that's why we moved around a lot. You moved around a lot. <laughs> a lot. Every four to six months, give or take. Yeah, that's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost with the regularity that most people wash their linens. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, have you washed your bedding recently? <laughs> you nasty fucks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so so during their investigation to these claims, uh, Minnesota, they, they, they would get a report from the Minnesota uh, state of Minnesota about the previous history. And when asked what happened, Abigail told them that Sarah had been bent over the bathtub and she uh, beat her on the back before holding her head under cold water. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When asked why her mother did this, Abigail said it was because Sarah had found a penny in her room and a penny that Sarah believed Abigail had stolen from her. A penny, Mel. A fucking Do you, I literally, penny. I literally throw pennies in the garbage yes. because what am I going to do with a penny? I'm not Keep carrying it pennies melted down to for the, the copper because the copper's worth more than the penny. <laughs> you wasteful fuck. Uh, wow. Yeah, no, I mean I've been beaten for for shit like that before. I mean yeah. it happens. Like when when you're when you're with abusive people, they will literally find any excuse to beat you. Even literally, if the excuse comes after the beating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, like literally, like my mom was like like I'd walk by her right, you know, because I, I had to go get her chicken chicken noodle soup, big ass bowl, big salad bowl, just chicken noodle soup and oyster crackers. Yeah. <sighs> so much salt, like. Literally, you could see the salt just like building like a up, crust. just a crust of salt <laughs> and like soggy noodles. It's fucking disgusting. But like, she would be like, "Change your face, boy." I'm like, "It's my face." She like, "Change it, or I'll rearrange it." And then, guess what ended up happening? Man? Oh no! Eli got a new face. <laughs> so I, I get it. Like, yeah. like when they want to beat you, they, they'll just do it. Yeah. And then they'll tell you why afterwards. Exactly. It's like, it's like a brainstorming session. It's like, oh, why did I beat him? Why did I beat him? Oh, there's a penny there. Oh, just because that penny was there. <laughs> So not long into the investigation, the uh, other Hart children began speaking up about the abuse that they suffered at the hands of their mothers. And they said they were regularly beaten for things like laughing at the dinner table and be sent to beds without meals on a near daily basis. And most of these claims would be backed up by friends and neighbors of the Hearts. Oh, so other people have been noticing and now yes, they're speaking up. Yes. And, or like, like a, but most of them didn't report the hearts. They just only talked about it the minute the cops asked. Okay. Because then they were afraid uh, if they didn't say anything, then they become culpable. Yep. So these people weren't doing it out of the kindness of their hearts to save the kids. They were doing it to protect themselves because fuck white liberals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one close friend stated that they witnessed Jennifer ordering a pizza for the kids to share. Okay. A pizza for six kids? I probably would have gotten two because yeah. they're growing kids. However, once the pizza came, she proceeded to cut the slices in half and give each child half a slice. A half slice? Yes. Okay. And then she put the rest of the pizza away. That was all they got, Mel. Then the next day, Jennifer claimed to not have let the children eat for the rest of the entire day because the rest of the pizza had gone missing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so did she eat it? No, or? I don't know. 
likely she either ate it, her wife ate it, and she just decided to punish the kids, or some of the kids ate it, and then they all got punished. That's so sad, either because way, these are growing fucked. children. Yeah, these are growing children. And it's fucked. Yeah. They need they need not just calories, but, but they at least they got food. pizza. At least they yeah. got pizza. <laughs> See, that, that, you gotta find the silver lining. See, I never got pizza. Kind of oh, wish I had pizza. I know. <laughs> I, I want pizza right now, man. <laughs> 10 o'clock and I want pizza. That's how my day's going. So it was also <laughs> reported by friends that they witnessed the children being unable to speak without raising their hands. Oh. Yes, and that's also ATP. It's APT. Yes, ATP that's right. tactic. I couldn't talk unless I was spoken to or I had to raise my hand and be called on. And you had to speak in a very specific you, way. You, clear sentences, concise words, proper English, no don'ts. You had to say do not. Mm-hmm. Proper English, all that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. These kids went through that shit too. Yep. Nor were they allowed to wish each other a happy birthday. Okay. Yeah. Like Jehovah's Witnesses or something? I don't know. Probably. I mean. What the hell? That's weird. I never got wished a happy birthday. <laughs> Or watch TV. I, I get that one, too. Although there wasn't really much on. I, I did miss SpongeBob, but there really wasn't much on anyways. Yeah. And then he even reported that the children looked small for their ages. That also Is, sounds very familiar. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mel. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hit puberty until I was 23. What are you talking about? <laughs> so armed with sufficient evidence in a prior history, Sarah Hart would be charged with child abuse. Finally. However, the state would make a deal with her. Oh, no. If she admitted to the abuse and pled guilty to misdemeanor assault, they would drop the harsher charges and they would only give her uh, community service and a year on probation. And she's and they still keep the kids. Yep, still keep the kids. And I, I think during that year of probation, she couldn't have unsupervised access to them. Hmm. So then where were the kids? Probably, you know, with her and her partner, which is around all the time. Because uh, if you have, if you're the one that needs supervision, your partner can supervise you. Oh, that makes and, a lot and, of sense. Yeah, no one ever figured out that, I mean, that that's just complicit abuse. Like, the fuck? Okay. Uh, so, essentially, it's nothing but a slap on the wrist. I yeah. don't know. I, I didn't really have any hopes for the state doing anything for this kids. No. And once more, politically and socially conscious Jennifer would plaster her social media with claims of bigotry from the state. What the hell? The most liberal state in one of the most liberal states in the country. Oh, yeah. And she's like, this place is full of bigotry, man. It's bigotry. Mm-hmm. It's bigotry, Mel. It's bigotry. And that they wouldn't harm a hair on their lovely black children's heads. Okay. And once again, Jennifer made sure to draw attention to the fact that she adopted black children. Wow, the fucking virtue signaling. No, nah, virtue just... signaling, man. Oh, my can't God. Can't virtue signal much harder than that. No, you really can't. That's like professional level virtue mm-hmm. signaling. So this brings us to 2011. Okay. So that's just a few years after. Okay. Yes. A few years. Like, and yeah. like I'm, I'm jumping because there's like, there's no information. So like every time these people appeared in some sort of report, I just said what year they were. They and who knows was, what's was been, right what was on. going on in the, yeah, in the interim. Yeah, in the interim. Yeah. In the first place. So in 2011, Hannah would admit to the school nurse that she had not eaten all day. Ooh. And when the school called Sarah, she claimed that Hannah was just playing the food card. That is quintessential so abuser the language, man. You know how many kids I've met who all said that? Their parents would say, Oh, don't play the food card. Hell, my adoptive parents said don't play the food card. Like it's like it's like, it's it's like, like they, they all got the same like how to beat children handbook and <laughs> just learn the lingo. How odd I'm just, I'm just literally speechless. I'm and sorry. I don't even know how Hannah would 
have gotten in contact with a nurse, uh, my suspicion is that she probably passed out in class. Yeah, <laughs> when a kid that small actually yeah. does something like that, that's not like it's not like oh I didn't get breakfast or for yeah. whatever weird reason or whatever. It's probably been going on for weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and. So when when they called Sarah, Sarah's just like, uh, oh, Hannah's just playing the food card, and told the nurse to just give her some water. Holy shit! Yeah, water. 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 Oh my god! So oh not god. long afterwards, the Hearts would permanently pull all six of their children from school. Just again, like wow. that. The minute something came up in the school, started yep. taking notice. Boom! All kids out. But this would be permanent because the kids would never go back to school. They would be homeschooled. Oh, no. Yes. More time with the abusive mother, Mel, means what? More time to beat the black off them. Yeah. Wow. So with more time on their hands, Jennifer and Sarah would often take trips with their children across the country, and they would go to music festivals, political rallies, and protests, as well as hiking, because white women <laughs> love hiking. There's only two things white women love more than hiking, Mel. What? It's BBC and pumpkin spice. Oh my god! Shut up. <laughs> and this is these chicks weren't having weren't having. BBC I don't like pumpkin soon, spice. But you like BBC. Shut up. <laughs> Mel, what's the difference? So what's wrong what, with British what, 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 TV what, what, being what, what, better than American TV? Come oh, on. Oh, 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 yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant. Mel, what's the difference between three cocks and a joke? What? You can't take a joke. <laughs> dun, dun, yes, you're welcome. Shut up. <laughs> and anyone out there who laughed, fuck you. Yeah, no, no, laugh harder, motherfuckers. Good, I'm having some cocoa, so too. So I, I think a lot of their motivation for pulling their children out of school mm -hmm. wasn't just to uh, distance them from people who could help them yeah. and you know, to avoid further reports of abuse so they can keep abusing their kids. I think it's also so they could actually go on these trips and do all the shit. That was because their excuse. That was like, their you know, excuse. We're tired of having to the raise these how kids. They wanted. Yeah. So they're just dragging these six kids all over the country yep. to do fucking and music festivals and protests and political rallies, and they use and they're these showing children. them off. I'm assuming they are Parading every them single fucking time, and they plaster the social media with pictures of them all wearing matching shirts. You know, like during like Bernie Sanders like 2016 campaign, these people had their kids all wearing like shirts that had like Bernie Sanders face on You've it. You've seen the pictures? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it's all over social media, man. Granted, I couldn't get access to their accounts because their accounts have long been since suspended. been suspended and yeah. scrubbed from the internet for obvious reasons. But yeah, they were bringing up political rallies and they were like brainwashing these kids. And I have my suspicions. I can't necessarily confirm this, but I was reading that there were rumors of reports, and that's why I say rumors of reports. Yeah. So I can't confirm this for verbatim, but they were saying that. The children during some of these investigations with the authorities were saying that if they, like their parents would give them like rant, like the, the women would give them random quizzes. And the quizzes would be about who, like who they like politically and shit. Yeah. And if they gave the wrong answer, meaning the answer that the parents didn't want them to give, they would get punished. And a lot, of, a lot of the times the parents weird. would like tell them, like the like Sarah and stuff would tell them, oh, you know, do you like so-and-so? And they'd be like a Republican. And the you know, kid's obviously not being politically conscious because they, they can't know. fucking read. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get access to a newspaper. Or really like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And, yeah, I like them. And then they're like, oh, you just said you're like a Republican. Now I get to beat you. This sounds like a cult. They, they are a cult, Mel. This is attachment therapy and shit like that. Yeah, that's true. But just being a, a, a white liberal in general is very cultish. Actually, it really is. But that's what happens when you're a Nazi. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> they, the, the, the point is, they did not see this one coming. <laughs> see what I did there? 
<laughs> so uh, so they had more time on their hands. They went to the festivals. They went to the rallies. They went to protests. The Hart family social media would also take on a strange transformation where it would be less hardline political and more about this loving, caring family. Ooh. Which now was, it sounds like more reality TV. Yeah. And this is around the time of those, like the rise of interest in the family vlogs. Yep. And so they had now become a page dedicated, like I said, to showing just how loving and politically conscious the Hart family was. And they would constantly post pictures of all of them, you know, hugging and smiling and wearing the matching shirts while they're out on a hike or at a rally or a protest. And, and they're always, you know, just smiling. I'm assuming that they had, they were cultivating essentially a fan base yeah, around all of this. They, were, they had a lot of supporters. They had a lot of people who were invested in every update. These people, like, they, they weren't celebrities or anything, yeah. but they, they were kind of known, at least. They had plenty of followers and saying, oh, you're so strong, lesbian mothers of black children in this racist country, you go, rah, rah, oh, go, yeah. girl, rah, you're so progressive. Yep. Yeah, that's what they had. I remember the era. Oh, my God. However, this, kind of, this was a ruse, obviously it was a ruse, it's yeah. always a ruse. And it worked well enough to blind their friends and family who saw this change in their social media as a positive change for the family that they were finally heading into a good direction. And these were family members that weren't they weren't around them. They weren't around. They were just seeing their social yes, media presence. Because, you know, whatever. So they're like, oh, a couple of years ago you had the abuse allegations, but, you know, you, I, we can see you, you've turned a new leaf now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's all facade now. It's all fake. Social media account, like before, was nothing more than a way for Jennifer and Sarah to virtue signal. They just found a different way to do it. Mm, and yeah. show off their children, their, their African-American children. Did I tell you that they adopted black chick, black children? Really? What yeah, kind yeah. of children were they? They were black. Wow. <laughs> so uh, they, they, they were constantly referred to their ch children as their adopted African-American children. Just constantly. Just constantly. And I will say I found it offensive when I wasn't introduced to new people or friends of the family. Uh, then they didn't say, oh, this is our son. They said, this is our new adopted son. That has that has always bothered that me, especially from from reading your from reading your stuff and mm -hmm. listening to you talk. That always bothers yeah. me. Why do you have that to specify that? That tells me everything that? I need to know about you and how you think of me. Yes. If you don't call me your son and you adopted me, I don't give a shit if it's true or the legal definition is your adopted son. You adopted me. You chose to bring me in. If you wanted to love me and treat me as one of your own, you would, you would have dropped the adopted entirely. Yep. Because it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. But the yeah. fact that you add that modifier tells me that there's the little, the little asterisks in the relationship. Yes. And that's the only word that they want to make sure the listener hears. Hears. Adopted. Because that's why they're saying it. Nothing else matters. It's just yep. why a lot of these adopted kids are becoming trannies. Because it's just adopted trannies. Gender doesn't matter. Oh, my God. Anyway, so no matter yes. what, Sarah and Jennifer were able to hide what was true. Well, they were never able to really fully hide what was truly going on behind the scenes. And despite not having contact with school or the authorities, once again in 2013, the hearts were under the, inve uh, the investigative microscope of the state. Oh, no. For reasons I couldn't find. Oh, okay. So someone, maybe someone reported something? Maybe, but it came from Minnesota. Came from the state of Minnesota. So That's it leads hard. me to believe that the case that they had opened there was never closed. Oh, so wow. So they, they, they sent another report to the state of Oregon, and uh, they were like requesting to do an investigation and to interview the Hearts. And I, 
that's you know it sounds like someone yeah. in min in the minnesota social department of social Wasn't services satisfied. actually gave a shit yeah. and they weren't satisfied and minnesota had obviously heard of sarah's conviction of assault in oregon yeah so that probably really struck a chord with them yeah so once more investigators were interviewing the heart in the heart the hearts in the heart children as well as you know everyone else around them, like in, in the community that mm-hmm. they came in contact with but this investigation would once again prove useless oh my god none of the children would speak up about any current abuse or even previous abuse but it was noted by investigators that they were obviously scared of their mothers Oh, dear. And gave hints, well, not you know direct hints, but they gave you know cues that they feared retribution if they were caught speaking about any abuse, even known abuse that the state already knew about. Yeah, and that's the would be like a test if there's something that's yes. actually been proven, and you ask them about it, and they say no, that didn't happen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and there's ways that you can tell that that a child is too afraid to speak because I read that a couple of books about an investigator mm-hmm. who he had he had studied and documented the cues so when he interviewed a child he could tell whether they were too afraid to speak yeah. up or not and that's not common knowledge. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And during the interview with uh, Jennifer, she would claim that any of their family problems was the result of intolerance they faced daily from people due to being a lesbian raising six black children. Oh, my God. Just making me roll my eyes. Holy I can't shit. jerk off hard enough, Mel. Wow. Can't jerk it's off all about hard them. enough It's all about one. them. Absolutely. Oh, my God. So in the end, the investigation could would, would conclude uh, that the children were not being abused for whatever reason, and that Jennifer and Sarah did not pose a threat to their safety. Hmm. Mm. And then, in 2014, something miraculous happens, Mel. Oh, no. It's actually a bit of good luck for the Hart family. Oh, I can see it in your face that I don't know if I'm going to like this. And all white liberals nationwide. Because white liberals love this shit. So in 2014... Um, boy, I would say boy, but he's 18, uh, named Michael Brown, would get shot by Officer Darren Wilson. Hmm. You ever hear about that? This in, uh, was it Ferguson, Missouri? Nope. Yeah, so Wilson, who was responding to a call about a robbery at a nearby convenience store, witnesses Michael Brown and his friend Dorian Johnson walking down the middle of the street. And so, in passing, Wilson just asks the boys to walk on the sidewalk instead of you know, the middle of the street, and the boys refuse to, oh, fuck you, cop, or whatever, you know, those being dumb, dumb kids. Yeah. And that's when he noticed that not only did Michael Brown match the image of the robber that he just saw on CCTV camera, but the shirt he was wearing and the box of cigarillos in his hand matched the merchandise that was stolen. Nah. So suspecting that Michael Brown had something to do with it. Strong suspicions. So strong suspicions. He uh, attempted to apprehend the kid who resisted. And in the struggle, Brown almost got Wilson's gun. Oh, shit. And uh, during that struggle, the gun goes off and Brown dies. Yeah. And shortly afterwards, BLM started hosting riots and protests nationwide for the obviously racially motivated murder of a sweet, innocent boy who definitely was not robbing a store and trying to get away with it. Okay, wait, where did you say this was? Uh, Ferguson, Missouri. Oh, I did. I yep. just recently read about this because that essentially is the origin of BLM. Because the yes. stuff that happened in 2020, they had been trying to get yes. it started and it wasn't quite igniting, nope. but they were working on my, it. My first my first contact with BLM in the store, in the news, I don't remember when this was. I think this was around like 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. when they assassinated those uh, two police officers in Texas. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, they, they straight up sniped them. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, no one going after these guys? Because there was like two guys in like a, I want to say it was like a, like a, like a parking garage. Holy and they just shit. straight up murdered two guys, assassinated them. And like, there was like a little bit of a standoff, whatever. But then like, I'm like, wait. How is this being alive? So, oh my God! How is this not a terrorist organization? Right. But yeah, yeah, no. BLM got involved, and that is white liberals' wet dreams, Mel. Yeah. They lived for this shit, and ever since 2014, it's been nonstop, around the clock news of cops shooting black people. Despite statistically, cops shoot more white people than anyone else because there's more of us. It didn't really start then. <laughs> But it kind of did. But they, because they've been trying to do that, they were doing that stuff in the 90s because yeah. there's still names of black men who were killed by cops that I remember from mm -hmm. the 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, no, they had the white dream. And you might be asking, yeah. what does this have to do with the hearts? I am asking myself that question. They sir. loved riots. They loved fucking around with riots. And Oregon had a riot, specifically they Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon had oh, a riot for this man. guy. Yeah. Because after the, the cop essentially, I, I guess the, the, it was decided, the grand jury decided not to charge him for murder because clearly the gun accidentally yeah. went off and you know you shouldn't be trying to steal a cop's gun in the first place anyways. Right. So, uh, yeah, but you know, white people in BLM weren't happy with that outcome, so they through you know housewarming party so to speak oh yeah and the hearts yeah. were in portland oregon in the heart of all this during oh, all this dear which why would you bring six small children like they weren't small i, I think they were like around like 12 10 12 yeah, years it old it's not a family event yeah, you don't bring children to shit like this no you don't you don't but the hearts did Oh jeez! And of course, they were showing off their uh, their African American children, Mel, and see look how progressive what were they, what we are. What kind of children were they? Again? African American. Really? Yeah. I heard they were. I heard they were African American. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I think they're African American. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it turns out that uh, this was the kind of story Jennifer was looking for, and she was frothy in the loins, Mel. Oh my First God. time in forever she was ever frothy for a man. <laughs> So they decided to, you know, use this as an opportunity to gain a little bit of notoriety, mm -hmm. a little bit of, uh, hey, look at me. Yeah, they were points. way. That, yeah, this was the big one for them. Yeah. So they went to or they went to Portland, and uh, during the very famous riot, there was also a very famous photo taken. The photo was known as the hug heard around the world. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is a photo of their twelve-year-old son Devante Hart hugging a white police officer. As he cried during the riot. Oh dear. Yes, the opportunity was too much for Jennifer to pass up on. This was like their golden goose moment. Yeah. So frothing in the mouth, she milked the attention as much as she could on her social media, posting nonstop political rants and about racism in the country and how progressive she is and amazing she is and how much she loves black people and she loves children and here's my African American children, which I heard they're African American by the way. They were what? African -American. I heard they were African American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I caught on to the fact that they were African American. And of course, her struggles as a lesbian raising six what, Mel? African American kids, I heard. Yeah, yeah, I heard they're African American too. <laughs> Funny how that works. Amazing. Amazing woman. It really is. And she, they were able to milk this for a couple of years. Oh my God, wow. Yeah, so they're like, you know, the ultimate virtue signals. So like coming out their titties and like So rainbows. they must be gaining more fans and people that are just like yeah, looking forward really, to their posts every really day. Really loving the, how positive this family is. And people showing this family off to their friends and yes. family and coworkers, saying, and holding "Look, them up this is as a symbol of this is what what it means to truly be this is why a progressivism modern is awesome. American progressive family." Yes. Yes. So in 2018, the Hearts would once more pack up and move the family to Woodland, Washington. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is a couple years later. So it's 2014. So I'm four just years orienting later, myself. Okay. Yes. Four years later, after they were milking it, some shit happened. So they, they went to Woodland, Washington. 2018. Yes. Oh, this, is, this is really yes. recent. And Woodland, Washington would be the last place any of these people would live. That sounds so ominous. It does. So not long after their move, their neighbors, the DeCobbs, DeCalbs, DeCobbs, they would call a CPS and request a welfare check. Ooh. And I would say not long, but it's about a year. Yeah. Maybe, may, give or take. Because I've seen some dates where they moved in 2017, some dates say they moved in 2018. I'm willing to bet they probably moved towards the end of the year, so it doesn't, yeah, really, matter. It doesn't really matter. But essentially, through a year or less than a year of being these people's neighbors, the DeCobbs got worried from yeah. the shit they were saying. So according to the DeCobbs, the final straw on the camel's back was the fact that Hannah Hart would show up at their door at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, no. Claiming that she had just jumped out of her second-story bedroom window. Oh, my goodness. And I believe Hannah would be about 12 around this time. Don't, you know, don't yell at me. That sounds about right. I think she's about 12 at this yeah. time. And Hannah was frantic, scared, and hungry, claiming well, that they were being abused by their parents. She kept crying and saying they're racist and they abuse us. Wow. Can't say she's wrong. Oh. You know, the one the one of the few times that anyone can, you know, cry the word I, racism actually, yeah. and, and actually be true. Yeah. These pe- these two women are like the most racist women I've ever met. Like a lot of liberals. And I know KKK members who have black grandbabies and they're like, God, I fucking love the grandbaby. You do anything for the grandbaby. I don't like the <laughs> I don't like their black daddy, but I like my grandbabies. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't think these women could, would, no. would ever say that. No, <laughs> then, which would therefore make white liberals more racist than actual racists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never thought I would see uh. the day. Uh, so that the cabs would later give a haunting description of Hannah. Oh no! And from what I've seen, it's a massive departure in the four years since I had seen the images of them on social media in 2014. She would have little to no teeth, and she would be emaciated and looked like she was seven, despite being a 12-year-old girl in, like, the middle of puberty. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, there's the the bruising and the scratches and everything else. So the DeCabs wouldn't get the chance to help Hannah anyways, because shortly after her arrival, Jennifer would come over to collect her daughter. And she... she and the 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 cops, but we just have to give her over, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, they could have called the cops. They could have called the cops. They called the, but just, the decabs, Mister Decab in general, decided to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. Unfortunately, uh, however, the following day he decided to check in on the hearts. So he went over there and you know knocked on the door the next morning. So like, hey, how's everything? You know, everything's all right. And according to him, Jennifer attempted to explain the e- the whole event by claiming that Hannah was lying. Of course, that's and she was just acting out, and she was lying, and you know, not to worry. He then asked about the numerous times that her son Devante had snuck over to their house, begging them for food. Oh my goodness! And requesting that they don't say anything before leaving, or about the times right. Devante would tell them about how Jennifer would withhold food as punishment. So he's like, I got all these weird questions for you. And again, Jennifer would explain this away by claiming the kids were lying. And then when it was clear Mr. Cobb wasn't buying it, she got angry and shouted, these kids occasionally act out because they were drug babies. She also claimed that Hannah's mother was bipolar and that meant Hannah was too. And that's also quintessential white savior. They I've were all drug ed- addicted before. babies. I, I've heard that. I've had, I've known kids as little as like five or six who would repeat that because the the woman who was watching them, who had partial yeah. custody of them, told them repeatedly 
that their mother was a crack addict and that's why they yep. do things. So that you have little kids who already have this identity of, mm -hmm. well, I'm a crack baby, so that's why I do weird shit. My adoptive parents on several times when trying to explain away my behavior or apparent behavior to therapists would just say, ah, he's just a drug addict, baby. Oh my God, I mean, to be wow. fair, I was a drug addict <laughs> as a baby, but... <laughs> I mean, you're not born overdosing for no reason, right? Oh. But I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to beat a motherfucker down with that shit. That's just punching no. down. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, like what the fuck? So this is uh, when the decabs decided to make the report to CPS, who then sent a caseworker to the Hearts residence on March 23rd of 2018. 2018, okay. And this uh, this wouldn't go anywhere, is because the Hearts would refuse to answer the door despite everyone knowing that they were home. Ooh. And sensing trouble once more, the hearts decided to pile into their SUV the moment the social worker went away and drove off never to return home again. Wow. Okay. So according to the investigators, the family was seen in the Newport area around 8.15 a.m. March 24th. So the next day and the next morning, they're in Newport. All right. They were driving south along US 101 until they reached Luggett, California. There, they traveled along State 1, reaching Fort Bragg around 8 p.m. That is a ridiculous amount of distance to make in, like, 12 hours. It is. That's absolutely insane. And they remained in Fort Bragg for about a day. So this brings us to March 25th. Okay. On March 25th, Jennifer Hart can be seen on surveillance footage shopping at a Safeway in Fort Bragg. There, she is seen buying an obscene amount of Benadryl. An obscene amount. I've seen the pictures, the stills, a shit ton. Stuff that would pretty much register as a, you might be making math. <laughs> wait, wait. But that's, so this must have been before they make you, like, you no, show your ID nope. and all this shit. And, like, they put you on a registry and stuff for literally buying. No, no. I want to say they started doing that in 2016. Trust me, like, it was hard to make math in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not that I was making math or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm sure in the in liberal states that have drug addiction problems, they don't do that shit. Because well, they do. They do. They have since actually it was 2016. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure. Like the only reason why she was allowed to buy that much Benadryl is probably because she was in California. Let's be over here. If she was in like any like Republican state, they would have been like, "Fuck no, one tablet a person. That's all you need." <laughs> However, the hearts would disappear off the radar around 9 p.m. that night. You're going to make me cry. I know it. March 26th, CPS conducts another welfare check attempt at the Hearts residence, only to find that nobody was home. Little did they know there was a SUV found at the bottom of a 100-foot cliff looking out on the ocean found that morning. Oh, shit. In the SUV were the bodies of Jennifer and Sarah Hart, along with the bodies of Marcus, Jeremiah, and Abigail. At the time, the other three Hart children were still missing and were considered alive but missing. Oh, my God. Investigators arrived at the scene after receiving a tip from a camper who, was, uh, who witnessed the SUV drive off the cliff at 3 a.m. And this was like a pretty isolated part of, the, of California, stretch of highway. Wait, can I just point out that my that I don't know they either made their entire camping trip or ruined their entire camping trip. Can you imagine like trip. looking out at the sunset, you know, and hear like the bird eating birds, and then you just see this SUV just flying over? I mean, the camper only He's... knew it happened because he heard the screams. Oh, you just ruined! It. I was trying to make a yeah, joke. Yeah, but no, just fucking he heard it. heard screaming children crying for help as the thing was going off the cliff. Oh 
holy yeah okay that definitely ruined <laughs> yeah. their trip it sounded like six unless children. they were high as fuck well it sounded like six black children crying for help i thought there were only three no there's three in the car that they found the other three were still considered missing the bodies were missing doesn't mean they were in the car at the time of the crash. Well, fuck. Yes. And so at first it was reported as an accident to the authorities and, well, by the authorities to the media. And that's how it was treated for a while. The media would like, oh, the, the tragic. And then they must have. It, it, yeah, was, a, it was a tragic their story. Their last act, they're trying to still get fucking sympathy. Yeah. And, you know, they were going like, they were using social media, like, oh, look at what they're doing. They were activists and they were trying to create a progressive America. For and a better world. Yeah, for a better world. And they're, they're bright, shining knights in armor. There must have been people crying and holding each other. And look, they adopted six adorable African black children. American children. No, I heard they were African American. They were what? Because I heard they were African American. Yeah, Absolutely, I, I'm not sure, but I heard kinda, they were. Yeah, I kind of think they were African American. <laughs> uh, you gotta laugh at this wow. shit because otherwise it just eats you up inside. Yeah, it really does. But uh, yeah, so they found the three bodies. Th bodies of the three children. The other three were missing, and the authorities initially were like, "Yeah, this is clearly an accident." Because who in their right mind would intentionally yes. drive off a fucking cliff? It wouldn't be until April fourth that they would find the body of Sierra. Oh, no. And the only part of Hannah that they ever found was her half-skeletonized foot still in its shoe. Oh. And they never found Devante Hart's body. Wow. And to this day, it's still missing. But he's presumed dead. Yeah, he wasn't announced de legally dead until 2019. Oh, okay. Wow. But, yeah. Yes. And during the search for the children, authorities also investigated the cause of the accident. However, it quickly became clear to them that this was no accident. Oh, jeez. There was no evidence that Jennifer ever tried to swerve or apply the brakes or do anything to prevent their fate. In fact, all the roadside's evidence showed that it was intentional. And the car's systems that they were able to go back through yeah. would prove it. Because they were at a dead... St the car's readouts or whatever. I don't know how they figured that shit out. But it said that they were at a complete stop at some point in the highway... And then immediately in two seconds, we're at 100% acceleration. We're going like 20 miles an hour immediately. And they drove like 300 feet before they oh, hit the edge of the cliff. Wow. And they fell 100 feet and it landed upside down in some water and rocks. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, that's intentional. Yeah. And not only that, but they uh, they got a search warrant, and they revealed that the hearts, just prior to leaving, were searching up some really fucked up shit. Oh, my God. Things like, what's it like to drown to death? How high can do you need to fall to die? And what's the lethal dose of Benadryl? Holy shit. What did they buy, Mel? What did they buy at the store? Lethal. An obscene amount of what? Benadryl. Wow. And the toxicology report shows that all the hearts had high levels of Benadryl in their system. Well, it was like, you know, the, the, like the antihistamines or whatever, but yeah. essentially it's Benadryl. And as well as Jennifer being heavily intoxicated. Jennifer oh, was driving. Yeah. It was also determined that the heart children were conscious at the time of their deaths. Oh, no. Despite the case being ruled a murder-suicide, the media and social media ran with the white savior and accident narrative for as long as they possibly could, essentially denying the facts that were coming out later on, and even assassinating some of the character of the children, which to me is what? a weird fucking move. They just need to do that until the normies stop paying attention, no. and then the truth can come but out. I, I honestly think they only did that because the kids are black. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
So, and, so what was it? Black children drive amazing white saviors no, to kill no, themselves. Uh, they specifically were attacking Devante because, again, a few years previous, he was all over the news and getting national headlines for you know being the kid that hugging the white cop. Right. So they were especially wanting to assassinate his character for whatever fucking reason. Damn. So they 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 would tell angelic accounts of the hearts being relayed all over the news. You know about how they they were you know these great people who were doing good and they were that they were you know adopting African American children and giving them a better life and keeping them they more were off sacrificing the sacrificing their own happiness. Yeah, for you know, these and, and you kids. know they could have had their own kids, but no, they decided to bring a stranger into their home and give them love. So even after this. Fucking murder, yes. suicide. They were just pumping them up as these yes. amazing, great they were painting people. a false image about the women who callously murdered six children after spending years of abusing them. To the point where these kids were going to a neighbor yes. because they were starving to death. Yes. To death. To death. Twelve-year-old looks like seven-year-old only when they're starving. Yeah. Kids aren't supposed to be missing all their fucking teeth. No. Well, she she had a few. So ultimately, these women were monsters who used their adoption of six black children to show just how woke they were. Yeah. These white saviors saw children as status symbols, stating, I am above racism because I adopted black children. So this is taking the I have a black friend to psychotic yes, levels. it is. <laughs> or, I can't be racist, my uncle's black. I, uh, I used to tell that to just to like piss off like black people I worked with. Because they'd be like, yo, Eli, man, you say some fucked up shit. I'm like, yeah, it's not fucked up. My, my uncle's black. I got a black uncle. <laughs> Playing that black uncle card. To be fair, I barely knew him because I'm pretty sure most of my adopted family were closeted racists. Uh, uncle Steven didn't come around quite. <laughs> as often as I would have liked. He was like one of the few that I actually did like. Yeah. I think it's because I didn't know him that well. <laughs> I hated everyone else just yeah. about. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, if you're listening, uh, give us a call. Yeah, let's, seriously, let's get though. dinner, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's reminisce about how we're both adopted. Let's be great. <laughs> Make our family great again. <laughs> no, no, but uh, on average, that's what these white people do. Yeah. They're like, oh, I can't be racist. I opened my home to these and ungrateful black bitches. Yeah. And this narrative muddied not only the facts of the case, but my research. And here's my final complaint on all this shit. Because it was hard to actually find a single news article that did put paint this as a tragic accident. And the ones that did, I had to really decipher what the fuck they were trying to say. Mockingbird Media at it again. Absolutely. And the hearts... Just, we're not good mothers. And yet, you know how many times I saw the phrase, they were good mothers. Wow. So many fucking times it came out of my goddamn ears. Uh, so I had to actually go to, like I said, the deepest depths of anti-white, pro-black websites I possibly could to find a shred of truth about the women behind the murders. Sounds like you took more than one for the team. I took a lot for the team. Also, I like I said, I, I got the biggest pick me up ever because now I'm a giant frost. I'm a frost giant walking across the continent. <laughs> I feel strong, uh, powerful. I can take on those black racists. So, so where were they getting their information from? If you if you weren't able to find information from somewhere else, were they piecing together stuff from? Were they actually doing their own investigative well, reporting? Or a not? lot of the stuff I, I avoided anything that wasn't written 
around the time around of that, the time. And that incident and the time that people would have access to the social medias. Yeah. Anything after that fact, I discounted entirely, especially from these groups, because you can't vet that information all that easily. And I didn't really care to. And a lot of the original information is not available anymore? Yeah, like those like the social, social media accounts? does not exist. You cannot find any tweet, any anything That's that these so people made anymore. That's so weird that it would be scrubbed, because or that's a very, very special at the thing. very least, I couldn't. No, I'm yeah. not like a professional researcher here. I am amateur. You're actually, at you're best. pretty good though at finding shit on the I, internet. I, I feel like I'm pretty good. I feel like the only people who could find better inf- information for me is a girlfriend. A girlfriend who is committed to trying to find all the bitches you've ever fucked. She will find them. <laughs> they will find. They will. They're like the NSA. They will get they that will information. They will find people that you don't even remember. Fucking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so they're the only people oh, in the world who could get more information on this than I could. Yeah. Uh, Play yeah, strengths. I, I had to vet the information. The way I vetted it was I would like compare the information I could find in non-racist rants, and then take the information from racist rants and just kind of compare them and see where they lined up. Yeah. And then when where they did line up, I took the information as being as best truthful as I could because both both sides are saying it. It's probably true. Yeah. That's like undisputable fact. Yeah, and and you've seen the fucking CCTV. CCTV yeah. footage of her buying all the Benadryl. Yeah, right? I saw I saw the stills because like they 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 had some of the uh, some snapshots of uh, Facebook you know posts and uh, some you know, pictures and stuff as evidence, and I couldn't yeah. get access to that because that's just public information. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, yeah, so so uh, the, the another startling thing I came across was this huge number of articles describing the Hart children as being lucky. And oh, that while it didn't that work, irritates me and the, so literally much. Literally, a lot of these articles said while it didn't work out for them, they were saved by their adopted mothers who provided for them the best they knew how. As if all the abuse and eventual murders were canceled out by the sheer act of adoption. That makes me so angry. Because that makes me sick. But there's a the thing is like that moment of adoption is like you can savagely abuse these kids, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter because they're like, well, they could have ended up dead. Yeah. That it does. That's not logical. It doesn't work out. That math does not and add here's up. Here's where I get Fuck into you. a lot of the articles where they were just hellbent on assassinating the character of the children. Jesus so they, they had this fucked up obsession with Devonte Hart, the boy, like I said, who had uh, take pictures of the, who was a symbol as symbol of hope and progressiveness in America. Yeah, they were calling him a black thug from birth. That's attachment therapy. Yes, that's attachment therapy. Born that way. He was born a black thug from birth, and they're claiming that if it weren't for his adoption, he would have been a drug addict. Oh, that's so that's so attachment yes, therapy and attachment, so yes. racist. Yes, it is. The these thing. are white liberals because I, I was looking at the source of uh, these articles. Guess where they come from? Where Portland, Oregon, like the like the or the Portland Funny Times thing. and shit like that, man. Funny. Funny thing. Huh. Hmm, the same people that held him up as a hero when they could use him yep. are like saying he's a black thug. He's like 12. History will use you and then throw he's, he's you like away. He's like a little kid and he's like he's he's a black thug. They even claimed that prior to his adoption since he was a toddler, Devante had drugs pumping through his veins what and the grew fuck? up into a violent toddler who handled guns, drank alcohol and smoked. Verbatim what they said about this kid. Holy shit. Now, granted, when you're in the foster care system, sometimes you do drink and smoke. I did. (laughs) But, I mean, can you count, like, a five-year-old as a toddler? No. What the hell? That's a grown little man. But still, yeah, they're like, I I, I can't fathom how racist the shit. Like, here's the thing. 
I'm not going to say this country's racist. I don't believe this country as a whole is racist. I don't think there are racist institutions at the government level. I think the racists come from the people who are claiming to fight racism. The white liberals are the most racist yeah, absolutely. people in the That's entire the country. That's the racism. I don't think that like you know, you know a black man gets arrested for selling crack. I don't think that's a product of racism. I think it's no. a product of stupidity. Yeah. I think the stories that they're telling about Devante is clearly a product of racism. And they do that with and they do that with even white kids in attachment therapy because yeah. they're like, if you don't Jeffrey starve Dahmer, and torture this kid, you then they're gonna become a serial killer. They're yeah. talking about literal infants and toddlers. Yep. The, the they when they talk about black kids they call them thugs yep. gangbangers drug addicts and once a white kid they're gonna be school shooters serial killers, serial killers yep. rapists oh that, that's it's right all the same shit. little kid like five yeah. six years old like they're definitely gonna be a rapist or a school shooter yeah or worse a Republican yeah so so it's carte blanche to do whatever yes. it is you want to those to kids. save their souls you're, that's unquote. right you're saving the souls yep so apparently according to the media these two white lesbians. They knew that they, they they worked so hard to save the souls of these six wretched black children. Even if they had to and starve them they and beat them. They weren't capable of saving their souls. So they did the right thing and made sure that society wouldn't have to deal with their mistakes. Oh, that is so attachment therapy. That's how therapy. I see that shit. That's, that's attachment therapy. The, the whole end game is mutually assured destruction. If you can't, quote unquote, fix the children, then you eliminate the children. Oh my God! Yeah, that's right. Yes. I wonder if there's any. I wonder if they. That's ended what I'm up, saying. Like this is why this, this all just screams attachment. Yes, therapy to it me. really does. I wonder if they were they read any of the literature or they were involved in any of the. Uh, Probably the, the the adoption process is the that's biggest right. reason they why they funnel why, them yeah. into it. That's the biggest reason why a lot of parents who adopt children get involved in attachment therapy is because part of like the classes they have to take uh, you know, at these agencies is attachment therapy shit. It is. It absolutely is. Oh my god that's so bizarre yeah wow i can guarantee you you're the only person who has made that connection probably yeah so let us be a warning to avoid all those white liberals the racist predators looking for any way to gain more clout and increase your social credit score one dead black baby at a time true true words true no truer words have been spoken no. my sister and on that note Mal, that's all i got Wow, that's that's fucked up and that's fucked up and disgusting. I fucking hate these the people. The weird thing about this case is like 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 all my other cases, I'm very heavy on the description of the murder and all the different ways to do the murders. But this one, like the murder, like it's like a big point and it builds up to that, but it, it takes back seat to all the other fucked up shit that happened before and after the murders. It really does. Which is scary because the murder should be the only big point of the story. Well, my only thing is that is that the, like so many other cases with kids mm -hmm. is it pops up here and then it pops up six months later and then three years later whatever and it's like well, you can only imagine what's going on during yeah. that whole time yep and oh my Absolutely. god the in-between times people always think, always think it's like you know puppies and rainbows no no this no. shit builds up it really does it ramps up and then before you know it someone's dead yep yep Let's think of better things. Let's plug our fucking Let's shit. Let's plug our shit. If you want to have a sense of community for whatever reason, you can follow us on X. X going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. X going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. <laughs> our handle is at the deuce underscore podcast. Yes. For all you deucery. Your Tom deucery. Yeah. For your tit pics, Mel feet <laughs> pics, my dick pics, cat pics, updates on the show. Memes. 
memes, all, all the meme memery glands you can possibly suckle, <laughs> you will find it there. You might yes. even find a few losers who also listen to the show. Yeah. You can reminisce Once about how while. fucking annoying it is to hear my voice. <laughs> but you keep coming back weekly, and I appreciate yes, you for that. and we love you. And we love you for that. Yes. And thank you for supporting us in multiple different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I promised myself that. I'm like, I'm not going to plug the chocolate every single no, episode. No, let's plug the chocolate. Let's plug the chocolate one last chocolate. time. Yeah. It's all, the, the link's always going to be up there. And yeah. If you, whenever you want good chocolate, you know, definitely use our link on our Twitter. Yes. It is uh, Fortunado Chocolate slash Deuce. That's right. Fortunato Chocolates, you want to put yes. the address in with slash D-U-S-E. Yeah, and we got the link posted to the page. It's yes. always going to be and going nowhere. We are word of mouth partners with them. Yes. And... Like the like the word of mouth partners, we we would like you to buy the chocolate, but not to support the deuce because six percent does go to us, but six percent yes. also goes to the farmers. That's right, and In that's Peru. the whole point. We like chocolate. We like feeding Peruvian farmers who like feeding us their chocolate. Yeah, so it's like a I don't know, it's like a parasitic relationship that works out. <laughs> And buy you the mango get the chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, no, buy the buy. Do not mango, buy the mango. The mango, mango is very chocolate. good. Yes, but. Get the, mm, get the turtles. I highly recommend the turtles. The turtles and are unfortunately, the only thing we didn't get was the hot cocoa mix. We have to do that next time. We gotta do that. We gotta next get time the hot cocoa mix and the s'mores. The s'mores. Yeah, the s'mores are pretty good. good. Although it's dark chocolate, I'm not a fan of dark chocolate. I they am. were pretty good. <laughs> they, they were pretty good. Yeah. Honestly, you can't go wrong. The peanut clusters really are can. good. But get the chocolate. You'll enjoy the mm. chocolate and you'll enjoy <laughs> helping out the farmers. Yes. And uh, what else? Oh, and while you're eating your chocolate, and someone's asking, "Hey, where did you get that chocolate?" Tell them about the show, the Deuce. Yeah. Tell people. We about have our us. own word of mouth program. Yeah, Please yeah, you use your use your mouth, mouth to spread partners. the word. You get not a single dime from the show because the show doesn't really get any money, but you get the pride of knowing that you're you're spreading yeah. our evil across the world, across the land. That's right. <laughs> just just tell them you want to hear a couple of misanthropes talking about other misanthropes. There Being you go. Misanthropic. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, misanthropes yes. being misanthropes, yeah. you know. We do it best. Yeah, we do it best. We deliver the bestest of evil. And speaking of which, of delivering evil, we got some good episodes coming up. We are coming we do. down on the end of Black Friday. Oh, sorry, Black History Month, not Black <laughs> Friday. I mean, it might as well be Black Friday. Black Friday is every Friday. Uh, so we got, like, one more week of that. That's I think right. maybe two. I didn't look at the calendar and see how the one. days get chopped up. I'm not sure. There's some weird shit going on. Because I'm pretty sure this month started on a Friday. I could also be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we got at least one more episode yeah. of, of Black History Month. And then we'll be continuing, you know, you know or Chris Chan or Guy Ballard. Right. I got a few more, you know, fucked up shit going on. I know Mel's chomping at the bit to do a Deuce After Dark episode. I really am. We need to do more of that. It's been like yes. months. Uh, you know, so we got plenty of evil. We got lots of stuff. Uh, I'm thinking about doing an alien episode since yes. we haven't done one in a while. It's been a long time. It's been a while. It's, it has. And, uh, Too long. You know, I, I was going to do a Black History Alien Abduction episode, but oh, you Mel need refused the to get me the fucking book. It's hard to find. It's very hard to find. It is It is not that hard to find. There's a library down the street. You're just lazy. Just no, the library it. doesn't have it. I tried. It doesn't? Yeah. So then buy it. But uh, anyways, so I'll, I'll figure out an, an, yeah. another episode to do. Uh, again, I, I'll probably end up doing it on like Commander Bird or Colonel Bird or whatever his fucking name is. Bird is the word. Larry Bird. <laughs> 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 There's any man that can break through the Earth's crust, it's that giant. <laughs> and on that note, Mel, how do we finish every show? Don't, don't fuck, fuck in the, the woods. woods. And if you're going to buy people, don't murder them, please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
Those of us at Deliver Us Some Evil want to thank you for listening. All of our episodes are available at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. For the latest news, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash deliverussomeevil or email us at deliverussomeevilpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, don't fuck in the woods. i